It's the fake nerds, the fake nerds, talking that nerd stuff, pow, pow, pow. Hey, welcome to the 99th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm here with Brandon T. McClure, as Hi. always, and Ben Magnet. I got 99 problems, but this podcast ain't one. And nice. Ryan Eliopoulos. 99 love balloons. That was good. That was oh. good. Hey, I, I didn't yeah, like that yeah. one as much. Oh, Ryan, I'm sorry. Good. All right, I'm off this podcast. Bye. <laughs> no, no, no. Come back. Come back. And come back. I am okay. a spark Ryan, plug come back. Hey, Bubba. Welcome to a 99th episode, our last time in double digits. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is insane, guys. We're 99 episodes. <sighs> Let right. me tell you. We hey, saw how, how y'all doing? I'm great. I saw a great movie with you guys. I spent all day with you. It's wonderful. You saw uh, Hotel Artemis, right? No, I saw Disobedience. Oh, Man, why do we keep talking about that? Movie? Because why man, does it keep coming up. I don't know. I just like uh, <laughs> just like saying it. It's fun. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Well, you know. Juice no, lesb- I don't know. <laughs> Juice lesbians. I don't know. It's interesting to me. Man, I'm gonna be real. I I had a long, long week. Yeah. yeah. I was looking forward to this all day. Oh, Same all week. Yeah. God. It's nice. I was also looking forward. To, I was looking for this weekend as a whole. Yeah. Because um, you just had your anniversary. I did. <gasps> happy, happy anniversary, <laughs> babe. Hey babe! Hey babe! Anniversary! <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> yells off. To the side. No, my my girlfriend's in here in the room with us. She's just chilling. And yeah, four years. That's amazing. Four wow. years wow. yesterday. That's half of this podcast. So yeah. you're a year w- away from breaking up, right? No. It's five years. Yes. Five year yeah. engagement. Uh, now now it's, it's counting down, so it's a little less than a year. Exactly. Like yeah. Countdown's begun. It's like when what? you turn. It's like when you turn thirty. Like oh, I'm just turning twenty nine again. My, right? my girlfriend, oh. however, is waiting very kindly and patiently out in the other room. Yes, she's a, she's a sweet yeah. lady. So she uh, she operates the you know she's the hand inside the puppet. Yeah. yeah. Uh. She fists you. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's what keeps the insides turning. That's all. Keeps the insides warm. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, I don't know. You know, I went to see I went to see Hotel Artemis this week. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Jodie Foster is so good. I know. I haven't I seen her know. in something in so long. Yeah, I'm glad you saw that. Yeah. And I saw, uh, I wanted to go see Tag, but I didn't get the chance. Oh, Wait, yeah, is Tag out? Tag yeah, is out. Dude, Tag there's so many movies out. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. three movies came out this weekend. Incredibles, <laughs> Tag, and Hereditary. Yep. Hereditary was last week. I want to oh, see. It doesn't okay, matter. Was, There's like seven movies I want to see right now. Dang it. Get your car, man. It's intense. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Other than that. I played Assassin's Creed. I'm almost done with that, I hope. Yeah, baby. Oh, I beat God of War like 100%. Did you get a platinum trophy? No, I don't uh, know. It was, it was, in fact, an exciting E3 week, but we talked about that in a special. So yes, we did. We're well, not going to talk oh about God. that here. Ha, ha, ha. That special should be up by the time you listen to we this. So You're welcome. Video games, well, there was so. one thing I did miss in E3 that I want to talk really quickly for like five seconds. Real quick. No. Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's for the Switch. It looks really good. And like yeah, a full no. 3D Fire Emblem. really excited. I regret, I regret we didn't talk about that because the new yeah. Fire Emblem's cool. Yeah. I agree. That's all I want to say. That I'm did good. look neat. Yeah. All right. This has been a little snippet of our E3 special. Tune in uh, next yeah. week. <laughs> Tune in. And Every, everybody else doing good? Yeah, yeah dude. I'm cool. not right. dead, so that's good, exactly. right? Exactly. That's my quote. Yeah. Shall we dive in? Yeah, Is let's dive into our, <laughs> to our bread and butter. <laughs> so for our first bit of news. Mm. Mm. Is it tasty? No, unfortunately not. Oh, no. Bit disappointment yeah. in the nerd community. Oh, it's moldy. Yeah. Oh, stale too? Gross. Chris Hardwick. Oh, the latest, The latest in a, in a harassment scandal. Uh, especially in the nerd community, not which surprised. seemed to have started with Andy Signore. I am not surprised at all. Neither am I. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, I know Ryan and Ben, you guys were well, talking. Well, I mean, like, I'm not going to say, like... Well, let's say what it is at first. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Chloe Dykstra, a popular uh, YouTuber and... Um, she works at Nerd... Or she used to work at Nerd. Yeah, well, cos- right. cosplayer. Yeah. Um, friend of a friend. Actually, I know I know one of her friends. I roomed with her. Uh, I'm not going to name names because sure. I didn't discuss that. Susie mm-hmm. Abernathy. That's it. Sure. Um, he and Chloe Dykstra dated for three years, and Chloe finally put out a, a long uh, thing o- online about her uh, abuse emotionally, 
uh, sexually, but not like not like you know physically. Uh, mostly emotional abuse, and uh, just talk, just you know said it about like therapy. Never one's names Chris Hardwick, but when it came out, everyone was just like, "That's Chris Hardwick." When you say mm-hmm. like a popular podcaster and then like now a big CEO, there's not many people you could be talking about. No. But also, we know that she dated Chris Hardwick. Yes, right. of course. Yeah. Um, now, I, and I just want to say to those of you saying that this is not you know innocent until proven guilty, he's guilty. Not a- I through my <laughs> yeah. connection through Chloe Dykstra. I never met Chloe. Uh, but now knowing her friend, this is true. I got I got some firsthand accounts of this stuff. Uh, there are plenty of people online who 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 say the same thing. Like we, this is not <laughs> fake news. You yeah, guys. this is this yeah. is and, this is a long time coming. Yeah. And and if you're questioning it, or even if you're not, I Why? highly recommend reading what she said. It's powerful stuff that we should be aware of because I I find that I know far too many people, <clears throat> too many who have been in emotionally abusive relationships where they were, you know, you really don't know how bad it is until you're out of it. Yeah. And, and this is just, gross. And, and honestly, what might be worse is his response to this. I don't think we would be, I mean, we, we might be talking about it, but like, let's say he apologized and he's like, Hey, I need to work on some stuff. I'm really sorry. I don't think I'm not married. I'm a changed man. That'd be sure. maybe a different story, but no, the douchebag denies everything and saying mm-hmm. it's her fault almost. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he, are no, you kidding? It's not almost. He absolutely does. Like she was unfaithful. She cheated on me. She tried to get back together with me after I broke up with her, but I told her no because yeah. I need someone faithful. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, just digging a hole. I, you know what? I kind of sorry. I, I no, you I need to jump in, baby. You know what kind of sucks? Everything. Well, that. But also, um, I actually looked up the Chris Hardwick for a while. I did too. Because there's really a because like my first Comic Con was with um, Sparks and Brandon, and Chris Hardwick was the he was the MC of the Warner Brothers panel. He is the MC of a lot of panels, he is an MC which of a lot he is panels. no longer the MC yeah, of no longer. But <laughs> I really enjoyed it because I liked his charisma. I liked his like thing on stage. And then, of course, I found out he did Nerdist, and he brought it up. So, so me being a very young podcaster at the time, thinking, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Sure. So he's, so, he was then, on G4 like 10 years ago. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. He's, yeah. One of the, he's one of those guys that if you – he's one of the few – one of the first kind of like podcasters, YouTubers, you personality, internet personalities to be like, to get, like we big. are – we are we should be as big as the A-list celebrities. Like mm-hmm. it became – like internet celebrity – it's fine, but it's supposed to be a welcoming community. If you put, but he was one of the first people that like alienated that community of like, I only talk to you if you can get me bigger. Yeah, and I, sure. I don't like his. I mean, I had a problem with his, with his podcast. I would listen to it every now and then because of the people that he had on it. But a lot of it would be like about him. Yeah, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I always had a problem with every time he emceed Comic Con panels. He always made it more about him than anybody else because he would be. He would be uh, taking time from fan questions mm-hmm. to say his own BS about his opinions about things. Or, or did you see the edge of throw personal one? questions at them? Yes, yeah. I've seen a lot of the things he's done, and he always like throws these personal sides, and he takes up the time of the fans and from the guests who are there Comic Con to talk about himself or to get his own personal like things. That's well, a privilege. Well, or, he's, well, or, or he's, take personal selfies yeah. on fan question time, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? While he talks a big game about how he, you know, he's champions like the fans and he's all about the fandom he doesn't he champions his fandom he is a fan of these people so he talks to them right and he just happened to monetize it and, and, and yeah he, and, and he really like puts himself on the pedestal as like the representation of fans and i don't yeah. like that yeah. i've never felt like chris hardwick is a representation of yeah me. brandon well, a few years ago you actually told me about what your friend said about how chris hardwick is actually just a disgusting human being and I was, it kind of hurt because i was like i thought this dude was cool because he's a fan of these things, like he does Talking Dead, he does a bunch of stuff on AMC, and he does he goes to Comic Con every year. But now it's like, 
Oh wow! You he, thought he was like, like I thought he was cool. Like yeah. for me and you, Ben, like like he was like a regular. Like, he was a dude who made it. He was yeah, you or me, sure. but we made it. Yeah. And like He's I didn't, like, I didn't know about all all the bullshit behind it. I right, just right. what I saw in G four, I was like, that seems like a, like a cool nice guy. Yeah, you can't like trust the, what you see on the first internet. First time I saw him at Comic Con, he was dressed like Mario McFly, and I'm thinking this this dude's cool. Now I know he is. Thing, uh, <laughs> he's the, not. The yeah. thing that stood out to me is I never heard once of like a fan interaction with him, like just a regular person interaction with him, where he was a cool guy. Yeah. I never heard of that at all. And you hear about that with like celebrities who like get along with their fans and stuff. And yeah. He was yeah. never one so of the, those. So this ever. friend, so this friend of Chloe, uh, Susan Abernathy. So, but Susan Abernathy, um, she would hang out with him right. and her. Yeah. And. Chloe and like one day she came she came home and was like yeah Chloe's not allowed to have male best friends insane uh, she oh, uh, nothing is grosser than this is I'm I'm pulling out of the thing here the the there's this moment where she had to have a surgery because of a pregnancy thing that that happened and uh she talks about how she thought maybe there is a shred of humanity in this man because she had to have the surgery and he slept on a cot at the foot of her bed. And the moment that the doctor came in and talked to them about oh, what was Jesus. going on with her, her mom said how is she doing? And the first thing out of Chris Hardwick's mouth was. That's when great can that she she's have good. Sex. When can she, when can I have sex with her again? Ooh. And yeah. that is just horrible. in front of her mother. I can see that, I can oh see God. how he would see that as, as a, a joke. joke. Yes, but, but it's, it's not. No, and 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 deep down he doesn't mean it as a joke either. Yeah, he's that type of person. I had this moment where we were at Disneyland during what I believe was his bachelor party or something. Because he is he now walked, married. Let's all and remember he walked that. Walked right past a friend of mine and and I and. You you know when you see people and you get just these vibes. The vibes, from them. yeah. Oh, just not great. Like just a way like his head is so up in the clouds about who he is and how important he is. And I was like, man, you just are are waving off this idea of how, like, just I, I you get the vibe of dickishness. You just yeah. feel it yeah. in the air yeah. near you, and that was him. It's like you walk by him and do you feel he's like I feel disturbed as the force. Yes, the dick yeah, force. I d- yeah, I just do. <laughs> essentially. Uh, so I'm I'm not surprised at all by this, and I and I'm glad that th- that even, she's getting to speak out about this. Yeah. and that there are ramifications coming for him. I sent this to to uh, my my friend, and and she was like, yeah, this not surprised. No, not at all. Or even the fact that a bunch of people are saying like, no, this sounds exactly like him. That doesn't help him. That doesn't and, and, help and, and again, at all. And again, I I I appreciate people. Some some people who are like, you know, the the mentality, the internet mentality of of. Just because someone says it, he they're guilty, like guilty until proven innocent. Sure. I understand that could be problematic. This guy is guilty. Yeah. Like yeah. this is this happened. You can this tell is wrong. you can tell from how much she high roaded this and didn't mention him by name and all of that and how he responded to it that it's like, man, this is this is you, dude. Yeah. Now, one thing that really just pisses me off was like when earlier when a Chloe says like I wasn't allowed to have male best friends, it's like, you don't freaking do that. Uh yeah, he that is a He's like a, He's been sober for a long time. Like he had a he had a big alcohol problem. And like yeah, yeah. Anytime she had the glass of wine, I'm like oh, you're not having wine. Yeah. No, that's done. You can't drink. That's like that's. I can't, of, it, that makes me my... sick. And and like to get personal, like uh, uh, I was a very. She went. She went vegetarian for him. Yeah. Right. Uh. Uh. I. I. I'll be honest. Like I was a very bad boyfriend a couple years ago, and going through that situation taught me to be a better person. Not deny and go. Oh no, that's her fault. Right. Uh, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. me. No, and I changed for the better. That's this, what this this situation had, like this should. If he had help not you. said anything, he would have looked better. Not good, but better like, than he does now. Denying it is some heinous shit. Denying it and putting it on his her. career is over. He forever. is straight up doubling down. I was like, no, it's all her fault. I was like, because dude, you're not helping, because man. Because he's a dude, as she points out in her own article, he's a dude who's all about pride. Yeah, yes. he's Ugh. about his pride and how he looks to people and and. I'm. I feel this has come up, and I'm. I hope it 100%. follows through because I'm. 
I think he's had this AMC has, uh, update. AMC has dropped him yes. from all panels of, uh, that he's going to moderate at Comic Con for and, them and, and BBC. Dead. And t- no, they're not going to air Talking Dead. He has a talk show on AMC too as well. Yeah, and that's done. That's like, yeah, that's, that's done. A, yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see if ID Ten T is still on. I hope that I hope this sticks. I hope that there are follow ups on this too. instead Me of. Uh, and a lot of people are pointing out online. Instead of just uh, canceling every show he's on. Hire a woman or somebody. Of no, color. yeah, hire somebody else. Hire like, somebody uh-huh. who can actually do that job well and I cares. Think that they, I think yeah. that they will. I think that they'll 100%. bring that on. Remember the new DC people. panel a couple of years ago? Uh, maybe it was last. No, it was two years ago. Um, the, one of the DC panels. He was moderating the Warner Brothers panel, uh, where he would do most of the Warner Brothers stuff, and then he would leave. And uh, this woman who. Uh, was a pretty famous actress. She's African American. I totally forgot her name. Oh, I, oh, it was Aisha. Aisha. She's Aisha the boy. Tyler. Aisha Tyler. Yes. Yeah, she Aisha came Tyler. on and oh, did yeah. the DC EU panel uh-huh. for Warner Brothers, and then left. And Chris Hardwick came back. I have her do the whole I, thing. I really like Aisha Tyler. Yeah. yeah. She Aisha actually great. She actually has done every Ubisoft press conference yes, for years has. except this year. She has. She's, she's amazing. also the current host yeah. of Whose Line Is It Anyway. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, you're right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's she's so good. She's also awesome. Of course, she's Lana on Archer. Hell yeah, dude. She is really great with her fans. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Like with with fan interaction, she loves and she's she not loves, a jerk. <laughs> she loves fangirling out with other people. Like she is so hands on. She talked about Girlwood, like like when she sees a video yes. game, she's like, "Oh, I get yes. Girlwood for Assassin's yeah, Creed." Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's awesome. She's she's no, amazing. I remember a few years ago because she was doing the DCU panel and she was like, Ew. "Yeah, also oh, I got to see all these on my laptop. My pants may or may not have been on." <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. Girl, yeah, she's amazing. They, so, yeah, because yeah, I show. Yeah, she, yeah, I let's, let's let's yeah. let's move on. Um, I'm, I'm glad that this is coming around. Yeah, I'm glad. Too. Yeah, and hopefully, just, man, some good things coming. Like it's this. it's a bummer, but I do feel like this is like he, this has been a long yeah. time coming because this is so like who I've always felt. Yeah, so like being like he's he's, he's, a, he's a douchebag, right? Like this is the perfect opportunity. Like like Louis, right? Uh-huh. Louis did a really bad thing. He apologized for it. I'm not gonna say his career is ever gonna come back, but at least he wasn't a douche about it. No, yeah. he was very upfront. straight up denying this and saying like, oh no, this is all on her fault. Like, how do you expect to win? No. How do you expect to have your fans care? You've lost like it's his everything. pride, man. No, Morgan, it's it's, it's insane. Saying pride, no. Yeah, he's he's a much bigger dip. Actually, um, uh, Morgan Spurlock, he yeah. came out a, while, a little time, oh, sometime to Lucy K, saying there was this time in college. I was it was really bad. It was my fault. My I mean, so if it comes out, it is true. It's my fault. But wanna, he wanna, actually owned up to yeah. his dickishness. Right. I want to say one one more thing on this. What Chris Hardwick is is just as bad as what Kevin Spacey did. Oh God! Mm-hmm. When Kevin Spacey came out and was just like, "Oh, I'm gay. Oh, I'm gay. That's why I did it." Yeah, like, oh, no, no. don't throw the gays under the yeah. bus. No, no, yeah. sir. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Happy news. Hopefully, something a little bit less more happy. moldy news. Quick PSA: Don't be a dick. Well, now to our next bit of news. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little bit happier. Yeah, uh, I think anyway. Less moldy. Less moldy. Cool. Jeff Johns was hmm. in the news recently this week. Yeah, uh, he's making lots of stuff. He's not quitting anything. This is the busiest man in, in comics has just become. Is he? <laughs> Well, has just become busier. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, he totally is. He, well, I mean, I thought. Okay. Yeah, the, so he he was, now was the chief creative officer at DC Comics and CCO. the president of DC Entertainment, uh, as well as major producer and writer and uh, of of uh, Wonder Woman and Justice League. Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman's good. There we go. Uh, he will be stepping down as chief creative officer and president of DC Entertainment. Jim Lee will be taking over as chief creative officer. Weird. Jim Lee will also keep his role as co-publisher with Dan Didio. Okay. So Jim's working double hard now. Yeah. 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 So we probably won't see a whole lot of Jim Lee art. Yeah. Would you rather see Jeff Johns writing or Jim Lee art? Jeff Jeff Johns Johns writing. writing. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Jim, you're great, but yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's now going to be an exclusive writer. He's he signed, he signed an exclusive writer-producer deal with Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment for his new productions banner. Like he hasn't been exclusive for DC for right. 20 years, really? <laughs> uh, for his, new, But he now has a new production banner called Mad Ghost Productions. What's the, stupid, what's the other stupid one? We'll get there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mad Ghost Productions. We're just talking about the film oh, sorry, side sorry, of things right now. All right. Uh, he will create comics, film, and TV content within this production banner. Um, it's not really a production studio; it's more of a banner. Uh, it's kind of like when you see um, when you see a, a name in front of a movie. It's not always like they don't always have an office building. Yeah, it's just some someone had some na- had a, uh, someone's curating an idea. And it's like just that. a name and a logo. Yeah, yeah, like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> um, oh, he will also now officially. We kind of we kind of heard some rumblings. He will now officially be writing the Green Lantern Corps movie. Good, bless you. The <laughs> so last time he was involved in Green Lantern, it turned out great. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Li- I like the article. The article specifically posted like he's a, he's got experience writing Green Lantern because he wrote them for twenty years. He also wrote that movie. Yeah, that uh, comics <laughs> and movies as g- they translate, but they're not the same thing. He's mm-hmm. also writing Wonder Woman too with Patty Jenkins. Yeah, okay. Did he ri- help write the first one? He had script consultant. Okay. So, so no. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, yes, but no. But I... Because we all know that Jeff Johns is a great writer. Yes. I great comic s- writer. Yeah, he's a great comic book writer. Unless Doomsday Clock is terrible, in which case it destroys his career. Halfway uh. through, it's good. <laughs> we'll find out in two years. So, maybe he's... We're not halfway through. We are a quarter of the way through. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, for a second, literally thought we were on six. We're no, on four. We're, not. we're on four. four. Get it. That's a third of the Get way through. Her. Not, not, not. <laughs> 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 I think Ryan's on I it. just, every time I think about Doomsday Clop, I'm like simultaneously happy and sad. Are you yeah. having, about to have an aneurysm, dude? No. Uh, not anymore. Great use okay. of our one F-bomb, though. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, wow. I, I think he's maybe like learned a few things since writing Green Lantern and working on that one. So, and he's probably. We can only hope. I yeah. hope so. I mean, if he was script consultant for Wonder Woman, that must mean some good things. I'm uh, just hoping he's learned a few things yeah. all right, well, about writing a script. The rest of it, it's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, he will also be doing a, what's called what they're calling a pop-up label, so not an imprint as we know it. That's good. So just like when they want to release stuff in this imprint, they can. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Um, called The Killing Zone. Lame. Which is dark. It's a bad name. It's dark for them. <laughs> it's a bad name. Uh, they, would, they viewed a logo. It's like very much classic DC logo with the stars in the circle and then K- K- KZ in the middle instead of DC. Um, we focusing on new, lesser known, or dormant DC characters and titles. Dark Age, no now, heroes. no, no way. Uh, no, we don't know if he'll be writing all of them, or if he will be like he's writing Shazam. So that I was might... just about to get that. Yeah, get that. Uh, Shazam. He well, this isn't in the Killing Zone. This is in main DC continuity. Oh, okay. Um, he will also be writing a new Shazam comic and a new comic called The Three Jokers, drawn Jason by Faybach. Jason Faybach. Yeah. So that's weird. So. I thought Tom King was going to handle the three Jokers. I honestly did. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, uh, it's just killing zone. It's so silly. Uh, so has Shazam not been in any books at all? Not since Justice League. Since the relaunch, he's not in any Rebirth. I don't think so. Wow. Are they are they really just like saving it for John? Maybe. Wow. I mean, he did so great with Gary Frank. <sighs> what a little asshole. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't like that little Billy. No, Jerk. neither neither do I. Looking I back, yeah. looking back on that, I'm thinking, no, this is not yeah. good. Oh, but he was really good on Justice League. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, mm, he gets better on Justice League. I, li- I liked him a lot on Justice yeah. League because it, it became like he was excited to be. Oh my god, I'm on the Justice League. Yeah. This is great. Uh, so he he has a statement. Uh, I took a role at DC at DCE because I love the characters and this universe more than anything. 
but I want to spend my days writing and on set. I'm thrilled to get back to a more hands-on creative role. It's a dream job on dream projects, reaching even deeper into DC's vast pantheon of characters. I like actually what he says. Same. Because yeah. he's taken very much a step back from the creative he's like, aspect. Yeah, he's like the businessman, and yeah. he's a creator. And now he's going back to creative stuff. And I hope to see more like comics written by him. And it seems definitely like uh, Jim Lee, who was, you know, a, uh, not that he's not a bad artist, or he's a bad artist now, but like he was, he was in the '90s and 2000s. That was his thing. But now he is kind of taking a more backseat business approach, like mm-hmm. being the co, uh, what is it again? Co-publisher of DC. Uh, co-publisher of DC, and now the chief creative. Yeah, officer. so it seems like this is actually a better fit for J- for Jim. I think so too. John still been, wants to create. Uh, Jim Lee hasn't been able to keep, stay on a book for more years. than an issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wrote. Oh, he wrote. He drew the first six issues of Justice League on the New Fifty Two, but then that was it. Yeah, that he, was also like seven he, years ago. He did, yeah. he did the first like three of Suicide Squad when Rebirth started and he did the well, first half of the immortal men there you go like of course jim lee is like hey i'm jim lee i'm just gonna slap my name on something draw a page or two and then i'm out well he does a lot of covers still he does yeah, yeah like the justice league covers covers take a lot less time than pages they do yes um so uh toby emmerich the new chairman of uh, warner brothers uh says jeff is a super talented writer and truly sh- uh embedded in the dc universe and its characters we're thrilled that he's reaching to his passion returning to his passion my eyes are going fuzzy uh, and his roots as a writer and producer, and it's even better that he's staying in our Warner Brothers family. We look forward to working with him on Green Lantern and other projects going forward. This actually, this 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 sounds like a better fit for everyone involved. Yeah, I agree because I think they wanted to get originally they wanted to get Johns because he was the comic book guy, but it turns out maybe he's not the movie guy that they wanted. Yeah, and I think th- we've seen that with him being restructured in the past years after Justice League yeah. and things mm-hmm. like that. Also, they have this restructuring like all the time in Warner Brothers. So, like, yeah. who knows what's going and on? And now AT and T just bought them, so we're looking at another. I don't think. Here's the thing. Yeah, a lot of people are talking yeah. about this. Real quick tangent. Yeah. I didn't put this on the news. I don't think when a, when a purchase like this, where AT and T buys Time Warner, we don't see a whole lot of like the general public don't see a lot of a lot of restructuring. Not a whole lot changes in in this. Um, something like the Fox, like Fox being dissolved as a company. It's very different. That's very different than AT and T. It, it's just you move owners and probably some uh, probably AT and T put someone new in charge. But as the public, we don't see anything new. We don't see anything different. I should say. Yeah. Wait, I didn't even know that AT and T bought Time Warner. That uh, they've been c- trying to do it for a while. Two years ago, they they entered negotiations and the Justice Department just said okay. Just oh. like recently. Okay. And it allowed Comcast to be like, we will buy Fox. <laughs> Give us Fox now. <laughs> They're like sixty-five billion. Uh, Here you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, I gotta figure out if Comcast owns AT and T. In which case, th- they might not be able to do the t- uh, mm. one of these. Oh yeah. Because they did at one time. I actually don't think they do anymore. I can tell you. And I don't know. Neither could I. Here we go. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Sparks? I concur. Sounds good, man. All right, moving on. Uh, Heroes in Crisis. Finally. So it is a book. So it is a book. It is a book. It is a book. All right. Um, this is Sanctuary. Uh, this is the sanctuary idea that J- uh, Tom King came up. Uh, talked about it back in January. Sanctuary. Um, Heroes in Crisis. Crisis buzzword for DC. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Um, whenever there's a crisis, this seems more akin to identity crisis than infinite crisis. Yeah, less cosmic scale, more internal struggle. Yes. Um, it's going to be a seven issue miniseries illustrated by Clay Mann. Hell yeah, he's a great Batman artist right now. And it's out September 26th. There was a leaked solicitation, Ooh. which I pulled up. Is Did it spoilery? You? No. Okay. It's the first issue. Well, yeah, I mean, you know how they are. Like, I don't know. No. I don't know anything about it. So yeah. this this is supposedly what the solicitation will read in, in this week in this month's Diamond previews. Okay. Uh, there's a new kind of crisis facing the heroes of the DC universe, ripped from the real world headlines by CIA operative turned comics writer Tom King. That's a that's a headline. That's a hell of a title. 
It's crazy. Yeah. He uh, was just on Seth Meyers. He was. This is where this came up. Awesome. He, he was yeah, on yeah. Seth Meyers and he talked about this. Uh, how does a superhero handle PTSD? Welcome to Sanctuary, an ultra-secret hospital for superheroes who've been traumatized by crime fighting and cosmic combat. But something goes inexplicably wrong when many patients wind up dead. With two well-known oper- oper- operators at the prime sus- uh, as the prime suspects, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Oh. So he is using Booster Gold. Nice. Okay. Uh, we were wondering about this. Uh, it's up to the DC Trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman to investigate. But can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? The answer is probably yes. It's it's see it sounds like a big like a big epic book, but it's like yeah, it's not. It's I don't think that's like the he point doesn't of it. he doesn't do big epic. He does personal. Yeah, and that's so really exciting. Backpedaling a little bit because Tom King used to work for the CIA. Yeah, dude. he was a counter terrorist, a counter terrorist he actually uh, official. He wrote a novel uh, before he wrote comics. Actually, I never knew this. Yeah, dude, he's badass. <laughs> he's like a legitimate badass man. <laughs> that's why a lot of his his books deal with like. PTSD. Uh, Sheriff, and Sheriff of Babylon, which was his first independent book, is about being uh, a soldier in Iraq. Yeah, holy that's, shit! That's going to be a book club one of these days. It's a lot of strong. like a lot of his books deal with uh, deal with trauma and familial trauma and PTSD. Like that because uh, because of this because because oh, that Joker story he wrote for the DC uh, um for the DC the, the free DC the nation yeah DC yeah. nation that Joker story was really really good. Uh, the thing he does with Batman, I really like like um. Uh, spoilers for issue 13 from f- uh, two years ago or whatever. Uh, he talks about uh, at an early age when Batman tried to commit suicide. Before he knew he wanted to be Batman, he tried to kill himself and Alfred saves him. And he's like, you're better than this, Bruce, and your parents know you're better than this, too. Oh, it's shit. F- it's, it's real. Does Tom oh, King shit. write sassy Alfred? Yeah. Good. He writes the, oh, so sassy. Good. Sassy Alfred's the yeah, best dude. Alfred. It's the Alfred in, in the bat suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really hope Tom King's at Comic-Con. I want to meet him so he's, bad right yeah. now. You, he's He's a superstar now. You're never gonna see him. Damn it! <laughs> Only on Seth Meyers. Um, uh, I'm so excited for this book. Yeah, so it's the super seri- unique. The series will delve into the sanctuary concept King first mentioned in January, a trauma center for superheroes founded by Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Batman sees it as they said that Batman sees it as a necessity. Wonder Woman sees it as a kindness, and Superman sees it as a good. Yeah, and I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, it will trace what happened. Um, no, we already said this. Uh, Tom King says. Uh, I feel like I'm part of a role of a rolling generation of people who spent their 20s overseas fighting terrorism. Millions of people cycle through the machine, uh, that machine, and come home to America. And I think that sort of experience of violence is shaping who we are as a culture and as a country. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that experience, the experience of what violence can do to a person, to a community, to a nation, to a world. If I could do anything to the DC universe, it would be to bring a sense of community of superheroes and people. I feel a duty to talk about what violence does to a society through the comics I'm creating. This sounds like real. And I don't mean real, like physical. I mean, it sounds like like heady, like what this I, some real shit. What I yeah. like about this a lot, so a lot of people, uh, uh, to get a little political, because he, bro- he brought it up. It's his fault. Um, <laughs> uh, he... What he's talking about, a lot of people are like, oh, they're just giving superheroes a safe space. What he's doing is telling a story of we tend to hide PTSD. We we did it back in the we did it in the forties and we're doing it again. When we went through a period of like, no, this is actually a tra- trauma, we should really work on it. Now we're looking at like, oh, you're what well, we're back full circle to, oh, you're just weak if you have this. Yeah. Um, and I think he wants to Having having seen this firsthand, I think he wants to get back away from that, and the only way he can do it right now is through comics medium. And, and I, I like that using using his his medium to tell this story. I can't really think of many stories uh, that that aren't independent, like Marvel or DC, that like tackle this like heady subject like this. 
Uh, it's like really, I think it's it, it might not be the first of its kind, but it's the first that's getting a lot of like big a big push because it's DC. Yeah, and, and it's Crisis, and it's and it's it's, it's Batman talking about mental health, mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. that's your headline. Like, yo, Batman talks about mental health in a comic. Like that that will drive so many sales alone because that's a big topic for young people these days. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I think this is a really really awesome idea. What do you think, Sparks? So I'm super excited for this because I love uh, I really like what Tom King's been writing, and I really like the idea of limited series. And doing a crisis thing like this, the the way that it's being talked about, I'm just I'm just jonesing for this. I'm jonesing for I'm jonesing for a a limited series that's going to do this. So I'm hoping it's strong. All right, moving on. Great, great. <laughs> Love hearing you talk, buddy. <laughs> Donny Cates is returning to write Thanos. Oh God, yes. okay. real quick. So there's Tanahasi Coates and Donny Cates and my coworker, and he mixes them up, which makes me mix them up. So I'm getting Ta-Nehisi Cates and Donnie Cates, and 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 it's I never know who's writing what. I would tell you when How to Train Your Dragon came out. How, to, how I Met Your Mother was 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 also airing. So I would say How I Met Your Dragon. How to how, Train Your Mother. How to Train Your Mother. <laughs> oh boy. I, I actually once said, Are you guys? Are you gonna go see How to Train Your Mother? How to, How I Met Your Dragon. <laughs> oh, I don't know what videos you're watching, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, Tom uh, Warren Ellis and uh, Oh Mark Wade. Mark Wade. I was yeah. at Garth Ennis. Yeah. That's see that's even closer. Warren Ellis Garthant. Yeah, I don't do that though. It's fine. Garthant writes Uber, right? Or no, that's Kieran wrote... Gillen. <laughs> no. Oh no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Another one. No, he wrote. He writes the other one that looks like Uber. Oh god. Um, the... Jimmy's Jimmy's bastards. <laughs> no, the the really gross one with the crosses and the Southern Cross. Oh, um, uh, you know the one. American America. Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's gross. Anyway, so Donnie, Donnie Cates is returning to write Thanos, Thanos is amazing. for a one-shot Aww. issue called Thanos Legacy, which will could be co-written by Jerry Duggan and with art by Brian Level. Uh, it will be out September 5th. The idea here is how we get Thanos from Thanos Wins to Infinity. So Infinity Wars. So if you remember, Mr. Benjamin, I remember at the end of Thanos wins, Thanos mm-hmm. goes back and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, rev- I'm not gonna let this happen." Yeah, he doesn't want to be the old yes. Thanos so who begs whatever, for death. So whatever he goes back in time to whatever happens, like that's gonna be something that happens in Infinity Wars, which also leads into this. Looks like it's no, this leads into Infinity, Infinity Wars. War- okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Donnie is cooking up a 20-page story that answers the questions you're definitely going to have regarding the mind-blowing events of Infinity War Prime. While Jerry Duggan is writing a story about the connection between Thanos and Requiem, both shine new lights on the villain of Infinity Wars and how the story comes from what came before. Jordan D. White, editor. Man, they're really hump- pipe up, pumping up this uh, Requiem character. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I really hope it's not another <laughs> mosaic. Remember, it's going to be another mosaic. Hey, Ben, remember mosaic? Uh, who's mosaic? Exactly. <laughs> Make <laughs> Civil War. Do you, remember, do you remember when they put the uh, the first, on the comic that he showed up in, they put first appearance of mosaic. Like it's a big deal? And he's just like, no. Let me guess, that character didn't. Well, he's an character. inhuman. Okay. He had one cool scene in, at the end of Civil War Two. That's it. Is he, That's is, it. he was introduced before in, uh, in Civil War Two and had his own series before Civil War Two. Is this character still around? Nope. Or? Nope. He's swept under he, the he, he might be in some book that I'm not reading. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Thanos Legacy is a kind of thematic sequel to the Thanos Wins storyline that Jeff Shaw and I created. This is Donny Cates talking. It follows the missing time from the end of Thanos' journey at the end of everything to... Well, you'll see. It's an absolute blast to step back into the Mad Titan story and to give voice to my favorite monster again. If you dug Thanos wins, this is a story you won't want to miss. Things are about to get brutal again. So I'm bummed it's only one issue. Same. But we don't. We still have Cosmic Ghost Rider coming out. Yeah. Woo! 
It's already Dying Cases Ryan Cosmic Ghostwriter. Yes. It's yes, already on its second printing and it's not even out yet. It's already sold out. I'm really oh. hoping for a for it's a pumped. That's he so said pumped. if this does well, it gets an ongoing. When when does it come out? Next Cosmic month. Go- next month, July. Okay, so that has to be on my poll list then. Hell yeah, dude. When I go to the store next week, I gotta put Anything that on my poll. Anything this guy touches, man. I'm I mean I gotta tell you because of Thanos, I got like three of my coworkers to read Thanos and to get like read more comics, and now they're getting Doctor Strange and God Country. So Sparks, thank you, Mister I Concur, for making us read God Country. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Sparks, what do you think, Sparks? Obviously, I'm super stoked for Donnie Cates doing Thanos. I just want more of it. A- any more of it is awesome. And uh, hopefully, it'll be a future book club because it'll be so good. So insightful. Uh, so, let's get <laughs> some trailers. Oh, man. The Nun. Ah! Hey, it's spooky. I really like mm. the Conjuring films. I am yeah. very upset I never got to see The Conjuring 2 or Annabelle Creation. Conjuring is amazing. Yes. Conjuring 2 is really good. I didn't see Annabelle. Annabelle is not good. No. Annabelle Creation, I heard, was amazing. That's the Shazam guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see that. I'll um, watch that one. Uh, ben, you've never seen the Co- Conjuring films. Uh, duh. You're, <laughs> not, you're not spookies, right? No. Here's I am the thing. Here's the thing. I wasn't guy. either until the Conjuring. See, the Conjuring, I think it takes like, the Conjuring is really scary, mm-hmm. but like, I think it takes just a really good scary movie to get you into it. Because if you watch a shitty horror movie, like you're not going to get involved. But like, I, I think the Conjuring you know has what? great characters. I think I stuff. know why. Because a lot of the quote unquote horror movies I've seen have been the uh, the really bad ones. Like um, I remember House of Wax. Yeah. Yeah. Jason. Oh, those are bad. The, yeah. the only reason why I would watch Don't Jason, play Jason X. Well, the only reason why <laughs> my I would, favorite Jason yeah. film. The only reason why I would watch Jason X is because it was late at night and yeah. I would wait to the very end. So Jason see, X is not a horror movie. So well, I would yeah. only wait to watch Jason X the very. I get to the very end so I could see boobs. That was the yeah. only reason. No, hey reason. man, you're not. Yeah. But still, there's. <laughs> That's the best. It's like a that simu- was, simulation of a that camping. That was funny. But at the same time, there's a bunch of horror movies that I've like seen. Like I saw The Ring 2 in theaters for some reason, and I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. No, but the, but, okay, and so then a whole bunch of it is like what you say. It's it's gore, it's gore porn. It's just, lo- the Conjuring is atmospheric. It's not gory. There's yes. not many jump scares. Like it's the, What makes horror really good is atmosphere. Like intense. Mm-hmm. Like when, I, when I finally find yes. when I finally when I finally realized that it's not the horror films I don't like. I I like good horror movies, especially ones that have uh, lore yeah. and and you know aren't aren't there. jump scares ruin horror movies. Yes, uh, Woman in Black is a horror movie I really like. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, um, I love that movie, and that's actually what got me back in. Like, oh wait, there are good horror movies. I go Hammer watch. horror movies. Yeah, uh, and I, I saw I saw um, uh, Babadook. James Wan. I don't like Babadook. Uh, James Wan Insidious uh, Insidious Insidious and then Conjuring uh, Sinister even uh, I like all those films yep no a, a movie that I it. really yep. besides It uh, Alien the first one that's spooky I wouldn't you know what that is a horror movie for so, sure this day and age I think the horror in it doesn't sell it, it doesn't so I think I think someone today would watch it and not be scared by it it's still a good movie it's just mm-hmm. not a scary film but anymore. another horror movie that I actually went to go see voluntarily because I knew it, I thought I liked the premise of Alien it was, Covenant the horror is that it's bad it is no horror. it was a quiet place because we oh, I saw movie. it because Fanny dragged me also to it also wouldn't consider that a horror film really I'll consider it a thriller mm. it's thrilling okay okay but the reason why I would I went and saw a Quiet Place is because I liked the concept of it. It's a good movie, and also it and it really was a good movie. Like it, I went to go see because a Fanny B the show, and normally you would not catch me dead in those things. Now it chapter two is coming. I out. I would give Conjuring a try. Conjuring a try. Yeah, Conjuring okay. one is legitimately like it is scary, but like like I don't know, man. Like I Here's a good like, scary movie. Like I love it. If you if you look at these horror movies, we haven't even talked about the nun. Um, it's only oh, like we, a minute. In if trailer, you if you yeah. look at these horror movies. And at the end of it, you're like, 
oh, there's some really good story elements in there. There's some really good scares. If you come out of it and you're still thinking about it, yeah. and you're not just like, oh, that actually wasn't that scary, or it got me in the moment. Like that. Jump scares aren't scary, people. Just so you yeah. know. Yep. So anyway, so the nun is going is now a kind of an origin story for the for the one of the main villains from The Conjuring Two. Yep. Um, and where we see kind of the origin of of this ghostly nun. Nuns already freak me out. Is it in so. Spain or Italy or right? Romania. 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 Oh, geez, it's an scary. Abbey in Romania. That's worse. Uh, this trailer scared the crap out of me. Spooky. And I'll be and I only uh, only because it actually does hit me with some. It's the camera pans and I knew this was happening. Yeah. And the camera the pans nuns. back and there's a nun behind this behind this woman. I'm like, motherfucker. But see, Damn that's it. that's not the scary thing because that nun is following her. Like the, the nun, the evil nun is following her the whole time and she turns around. It's the second nun. That comes out of the microphone break. Ryan, <laughs> it's, just, it's the second nun that comes out of so the that frame. Second that, nun, that second nun doesn't actually scare me. Really? Um, it's the because I don't get scared by things like running at you and jumping yeah. at you. I mean, obviously I do, but like that's, that's not the kind of thing that's, that yeah. sticks with me. It's the stuff that kind of like sits in your rear, in your peripherals, yeah. in your rear view. Yeah, that just kind of creep the shit. That's out the of Michael you. Myers. That's the shape thing. That's why I like Woman in Black mm -hmm. because it's all you never see. The woman until the very end. Is she in black? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's just kind of there in the background, just yeah. moving or whatever. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Ooh. It's late at night. We should talk about a horror movie and <laughs> move on to The Grinch. Hey, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, wait. Sparks, what do you think? I really want the nun to be strong. I hope it's not the one that feels like the sudden like spin-off cash cow. I hope that it stays strong. That that first teaser didn't grab me or anything. Not as much as like the, the after the credits moment from the, the last Conjuring related film. So I'm hoping that this this really does pay off well at some point, um, but I'm I'm hopeful. Full of great and words. now the I Grinch. Love, I love his words. <laughs> I'm I'm out. I'm just out. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I, whatever the beautiful spark said, with his beautiful monologue of whatever he said, I kind of agree. Illumination just kind of hasn't said it yet. Shh, I'm the <laughs> from the future. <laughs> so whatever Sparks is going to say about Illumination, I kind of agree with a little bit. Right, Sparks. Say what you're going to say. I have almost no interest in the Grinch right now. It just looks like a despicable me wrapped in a different, you know, coloring. I, nothing about it is landing with me. This I've realized that this animation studio keeps like dropping further on my radar because I, I'm just not into what Illumination is putting out anymore. Because um, I I enjoyed like Despicable Me and Despicable Me Two decently, and then Despicable Me Three, eh, and then Not Secret Life of Pets, Not Sing, and this just. It's not wowing me at all, and I don't. I feel like there are cool things you could do with a Grinch animation remake, and I don't feel like this is doing it at all. We're so dumb. <laughs> wow, Sparks, you you just hit the nail on the head, my dude. <laughs> dude, like the, I, I say, like the animation is really nice quality. Like I think it looks nice, but like none of the jokes just really worked for me, to be honest. It, even when I first heard that Illumination was doing, I still it, like uh, the Lorax. Yes, yeah. fair. The Lorax is good. I enjoy the Lorax, but when Illumin I hear Illuminations, oh, we're gonna do the Grinch. My first thought was, you don't need to. We already have a great animated short that's forty to an hour to an hour long. You got a really good Jim Carrey movie. I mean, like that Brandon and I just love quoting so much. Are you two still living? Jerry, 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 Dewey, <laughs> Jerry, Dewey, Pink Slip, Pink Slip. <laughs> I hate you. You don't need. This has been the, rea the recreation of how the Grinch. Oh, hey Christmas. Jim, when did you stop by? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't need this. And already, I'm watching this trailer. I'm thinking, no. I mean, I like Benedict Cumberbatch a lot, but I know just Benadryl Kumquat. Um, yeah. And now I really hate that meme. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I love it. And uh, now the Dumbo. Oh, the, you you didn't talk about the Grinch. Oh no, I I agree with all you guys. Would you concur with what we say? 
I concur. There you go. Wait, really? You do? I know. I agree. Oh, okay. I think this I trailer. You were looking forward to this. I was the first trailer. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I, the first trailer got me. Yeah. This one, I'm just like, I don't actually care yeah. that much. It's just like stuff. Uh, look, I'm gonna go see it because yeah. I, I, through various means, if I you, go see if you film. if you say it's good, I'll probably I might go see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just but whatever. I don't like how they do the song. How the you're a mean woman, Mr. Grinch. Well, you're it's never gonna, man. You're never gonna you're gonna top Jim Carrey doing it. Yeah. Or the the original. No, that. Jim Carrey's better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Gauntlet throw. Now, <laughs> the Dumbo. And let me tell you, I wrote that joke at three in the morning, the and Dumbo. I thought it was the funniest thing. The nun, the Grinch, the Dumbo. Uh, <laughs> this is the dark spirit, the dark sequel. Oh, uh, I get it. <laughs> the dark I get reboot. it. Uh, the <laughs> Dumbo. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with this, this trailer, good. man. Especially because Tim Burns' last couple of movies haven't really done it for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's like, oh, please, Danny DeVito, make this right. No, yeah. Dumbo was always and one of those. I, I didn't think we were going to see Dumbo in this. I didn't no. think the, the effects were done uh, to that point. Dumbo? <laughs> Dumbo? Did you try to do that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, and the elephant looks great. No, because Dumbo is one of those Disney tales that you know is a classic. All this time? No. Okay. But you know it's a classic, but you really don't. Brad is trying to intertwine his hands with mine, which is weird. I've <laughs> succeeded. Okay. But it's one of those Disney classes, like, you know it's a classic, but at the same time, it's like, you know what, let's watch something else. Are there going to be racist crows in this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sparks, what do you have to say about that? I totally acknowledge that it's the use of Danny DeVito in the trailer, and that's Tim Burton, but uh, Dumbo is totally giving me Big Fish feels, which is not a bad thing, because I love Big Fish. It's probably my favorite Tim Burton film. And I'm I'm really excited for Dumbo. I really uh, hope that everything turns out well. I think Dumbo looks great. I think this looks like this is going to be really really cool. And I'm interested to see how they do racist crows. Wow, that got really racist, yeah. Sparks. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when I was a kid, the only reason why I would watch Dumbo is for Casey Jr. The stupid train in the first five minutes of the movie, yeah. and that's one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. I'll be honest, my Dumbo memory is like super foggy. It's been it's been at least twenty years. All I remember is Casey Jr. the circus, Dumbo getting drunk, which I think is he's high because I mean, come on, the pink elephants on parade scene. With oh, all that's the, some LSD. That is some LSD shit up in here. But he hiccup, he hiccups just like a like a drunkie. Just like a drunkie. Yeah, and it must be absent. Like, I don't remember the crows until someone mentioned to me when I was in college. I don't know if this is true, but on Twitter somebody said that one of the crows' name was Jim. I yeah. cannot is that, I cannot believe that. I wouldn't put it past them. I uh, Disney, come on. Well, of course, part of the time this movie was made in the forties. Yeah, racism was, it was fine in the forties. Again, we're not <laughs> sure. Yeah. But no, I don't think this is the 40s. Still, like, I thought on Twitter, I was like, if that's true, I can't believe it, so uh, please, Disney. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I remember. I don't care if it was 60 years I ago. I remember hearing that rumor, too, but seeing the, the trailer for Dumbo, seeing Danny DeVito, seeing- Ava um, Green, my, my, my beautiful wife. Um, oh, you're right, it's 1941. Oh, cool. But seeing, uh, um, whatchamacallit, Colin- um, Farrell? Yes. Great cast. Great yeah. cast. Danny DeVito is the circus, is yep. the circus guy. I was like, oh, oh no. What? what? Cliff Edwards plays Jim Crow. Shit! That they did it. Oh no! He just, he just looked. His name's just, Jim Crow. Are you kidding me? And I know who that. That's a guy from Westworld, Clifton Collins Jr. Cliff Edwards. Cliff Edwards. Okay. Jim Crow, oh uncredited. So when you watch the movie, he's not there. But I hope they don't say his name. They can't call a crow Jim. If they do, this movie's gonna get boycotted. Are oh, you kidding me, dude? So hard. Wow. That's the Tim. There are so many uncredited voice actors. They probably just didn't. Do you, they probably just didn't credit anybody. Do you think it's just because it's still Mel super, Blanc super plays early? Dumbo. Do you think it's just super early still? I probably. think, yeah, because... Mel Blanc was... plays Dumbo. The, okay, so here's the crows. He's 90. Fat crow... Well, he's not... He wasn't 90 no, when this movie came out. Fat crow, straw hat crow, Jim crow. 
one of these things one of these things is not like the other oh no I think Jim Crow is the one with the cigar right or did they all have cigars? Mr. Jim remember. Crow, you got any laws we want to talk oh about? No. Let's let's leave. Let's leave. Let's leave. <laughs> Tim Burton, come but, on, dude. But remember, the movie came out in 1941. Everyone yeah, was Yeah, Dumbo comes out in 2019. <laughs> but this Dumbo, oh, God, we just. What's the next? Does Sparks have anything more to say? No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jesus. It's Key and Peele. The Crows are going to be Key and Peele. Uh, for, this, for the new one? Uh, no, no, I don't know. That's a joke. Oh, no, no, shit. Let's, let's get off of this. That's hilarious. Let's get into our main topic. Trailer looks good, though. Can we can we agree on that? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. It good. Looks, it, it looks as Spark said, like Big Fish, and that's that is not that is that is a compliment. Hell I yeah. haven't seen Big Fish. It's great. Honestly, okay. one of his best. Okay. All right. Well, time now for our Incredibles review. Um, Incredibles. Incredibles we saw that movie our already. Incredibles two review. <laughs> Sparks, you were pretty pretty lax on the news seg on the news seg news. Keep mm. going. Keep going. Keep going. I'm gonna uh-huh. do that I, again. <laughs> nah, I just thought you were gonna say new sex. Yeah, I did. Just <laughs> just roll with it. Hold on. Blooper. All right, time now for our Incredibles two review. Uh-huh. Uh, Sparks, you were a little a uh, little lax on the news segment. Are you okay? That, that's pretty accusatory. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. He just ac- accuses. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's full spoilers from this point on for Incredibles two. For Incredibles two, the underminer loses. So <laughs> when we first meet the Incredibles, it's right where we left off 14 years ago. Actually, it's with Tony. Yeah, it is it's it's with, it's with Tony Reidinger. Tony, yeah. poor Tony. That and was a uh, great way to catch us up. Yeah, yeah. it was. I love. I it. really like that. I, I that was a great way to open this yeah. movie. Uh, the animation is surprisingly much better uh, for only being a second. Surprisingly, uh, it's all, you know a second later. This animation just like wow. Oh, I see. What you're <laughs> yeah, that's funny. No, but we, you know they fight the Underminer and and probably one of the more exciting fight super- in quotation. Yeah, they try to they try to beat the Underminer and uh, you know spoilers are, spoilers again, guys. From his here point, we are going to spoil this whole movie. They All don't catch the Undermine. They no. never catch the Undermine. Everyone died. No. Yeah, it's a short movie. It's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So let's get some initial thoughts. What do we all think about this movie? I like this movie a whole lot. I was smiling from ear to ear. Uh, I can't say it's probably better than the first one, but that's like comparing like a giant diamond to like a medium-sized diamond. Like those are really good diamonds still. Like it's still, this is an awesome movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like there are moments specific moments where I'm like, this is definitely like topping the first one. Yeah. But not the whole movie. Yeah. I have some nagging things from this movie. That's why we're here. I still really like it, but man, they nag me. I completely agree. There are some moments in this movie that I really enjoy, but there are other moments that even talking to you, Sparks, after the film was over, I was like, yeah, that does kind of bother me quite a bit. And as I still love this movie, even walking out of it a second time, because I saw this last night, I'm seeing it today with you guys, I'm thinking, man, I still really, really enjoyed it. I don't know if it was worth the 14 year wait, but no, I'm still. This isn't Zoolander 2, buddy. This is worth it. Thank God it's not. <laughs> I still haven't seen Zoolander 2 yet. Don't. don't yeah, I, uh, I, would, I will say right now, I like this movie about as much as I like the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think it's. I don't. I, I think there's. there For me, there's a, there's a pretty glaring problem that prevents it from being better than the first one for me, uh, which we'll, we will get into. But first, cool. um, yeah, let's get right into it then. Okay. Uh, I really, really like the um, like I'm a big fan of Watchmen, right? I, I this is like a very What's very Watchmen. Oh, it's this Alan Moore comic yeah, about Venom, Batman and Venom, no, 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 better. no, no, no. It's no? a Zack Snyder film, um, oh. about. That, have you seen <laughs> the Hello thing? Darkness, my old friend? <laughs> have you seen the thing Ryan Stegman and and yeah. what they're doing? Watchmen is better than Ven- or Venom's better than Watchmen. Venom is yeah, better yeah. than Watchmen. Yeah. Um. So the whole thing is like Ryan Stegman came out of Incredibles two and goes, you know, it's not better than Watchmen, <laughs> or, but or Venom, but you know, that's pretty good. Uh. 
So yeah, it starts with the Underminer and like uh, the superheroes are they're legal, but yeah, they the, save the day. I, actually, what I really liked about this going into it is that you know at the end of the Incredibles, we don't really know where supers are like right. legally the stance there. Right, right from the get go, supers are still illegal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and right away, it's like all the government people are like, if, if you guys didn't interfere, none of this would have happened. Right. Yeah. All yeah. this collateral damage is your fault. That's why I, we you're illegal. I do get the feeling that it has been a, a small, small amount of time since the uh, events with Syndrome. Because even though they're like still in the hotel and everything, Dash and Violet are way more aware of how to use their powers than they were before. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Violet, Violet uses her powers in a really interesting way in this movie. Like she yeah, just like she slices, slices the car. The, yeah. No, it slices uh, some a debris oh, that's about to yeah. fall on on civilians. That was really cool. It, when they have that discussion at the table, since we're talking about that moment, it bothered me that nobody brought up the fact that the kids literally save lives. Oh yeah. Like, that the parents weren't praising them for that because, like, mm-hmm. the parents did a good job of, like, saving people, but the kids, like, very specifically saved people who were about to die yeah. like, in the moment. Like, like Dash, like, where he was like, stay where you Helen, stay. Helen stops the cars. Bob pushes them away from the building. Frozone saves the whole train, but they very specifically save individuals from small they're on, cra- they're on booster yeah. gold crowd duty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I didn't think, I thought it was a little weird they never got credit for it. Yeah. But or that they never mentioned it. That that fight, that, that, the fight between uh, Helen and Bob was really, was really good. Uh, I felt little character moment where in the on the on the oh like the fighting parents the like, fighting parents like, oh okay oh like you guys you're, you guys are proud of us yes no and like I was oh. I was like where are you are, did you jump no. ahead like yeah. what are we no when they when they're <laughs> on the, the actual table fight. Yeah, yeah. got it when got they're it. at the table and it's just like uh, th- I thought didn't we do something right no yes yeah I, I, I like the, the the fight there. it was interesting because like you, that dinner conversation kind of grounds you in a way like you know because we it's very funny to compare that dinner conversation to the first film's dinner yeah. conversation kind of grounds you on where we are um I <laughs> it's defines who I am <laughs> yeah. wait what <laughs> I, I I feel like because I this is one of the detriments of the film but I also really like it because it makes sense um like I feel like each character has levels of how much development they have in it and mm-hmm. dashes at the bottom yes but my thing is that it makes sense because we're coming right off the heels of the last film and dash shouldn't have anything like he hasn't grown through any extreme means or anything like it makes sense with violet because violet's in the turmoil of the date with tony and everything and she has this yeah. yeah that she has this developing arc but dash really has nothing to develop and it didn't it didn't bother me it just stands out yeah i get that but it doesn't bother me at all because yeah. i think uh, he fits fine and everyone else is doing what they're doing but i i like that they specifically didn't try to force something with him mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have felt right because he's just carrying yeah on like from adding another he he's just carrying yeah. on from exactly who he was he shouldn't feel like a different character at all no he shouldn't so uh after the after the little fight that they have in the uh, at, the, at the at the motel, they they talk about what they should do. They're going to be homeless because God, that the, quiet moment at the pool is so so real. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah, uh, because they're because um, Decker Dicker yeah Rack Dicker Rack Dicker. Yeah. Um, he told them that the that the program had been shut done. down, mm-hmm. and he so he's voiced by Jonathan Banks in this film. Not not in the first film. Uh, the gentleman who voiced him in the first film passed away. Uh, passed away this year. So we're probably thinking he was in ill health. I think he was in poor health uh, leading into this film, so he just couldn't record it. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, probably true yeah. um and so he's he also erased we don't talk about this he erases to- tony's memory well, we don't we mm-hmm. don't know that yet we just know that yeah um, well we, he erases tony's memory we don't know how bad it yeah. is yeah so he erases tony's memory and it tells you know which was a great way to open it like <laughs> referencing back to kari yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he uh he, he's home that the program's been shut down and they so bob needs to get a job again because they can't keep cleaning up or helen them. or helen uh, and Bob is like, no, I'll do it because he's still very much that the, the man. I need, man. To, be, I need yeah. to be the one who's providing. Yeah, and doing the work. Frozone shows up, 
and says, "Hey, this guy named Deverit Dever Deverich? Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's um Winston Winston um, Winston Dever. Dev- yeah, because because both of their names they say Endeavor. They it, their last letter oh. is N, and it's so their both their names are Endeavor. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was gonna say something very specific. Frozone. Frozone. Go talk to Winston. No, no. It's crazy sister. Nope, it's gone. So, It'll come back. So uh, Frozen says, hey, this guy wants to talk to us. Maybe fix what oh, happened. Oh, I got it. I got it. So Bob, Bob, what I like about Bob is that they don't, I don't feel like they're hitting us over the head with it, but like Bob's whole thing about how he's like, he. we know he hated working for the insurance company and everything. I don't think he knows how to be right. not doing something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what has him so trepidatious. And, and it's, you know, I don't feel like they hit the message over the head that like Bob is genuinely like unsure and un- and afraid of how to function being at home as a dad. Yeah. Um, because we just see him like writing with it, trying to be like, no, Helen's got to get out there and do it. And then like when he's finally living in the moment, he's like, oh. Because, we, because but, when but they... it doesn't feel like they're they're beating us over the head with it. Yeah, when when uh, Dever says Elastigirl needs to be the face of mm-hmm. of this new initiative to try and get Supers <laughs> back, uh, he, he doesn't say... He, he's not upset because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. He's upset because it's he's not like, him. I need to do something, though. Right. What am I going to do? Right. Like there's that great scene where like and he's like and we think our play's the last girl and that's the thing he wants to do the most yeah. and so yeah. and Bob's like I mean you're great honey but like I mean come on he's like come on come on come on you know I mean you know and he's like no what do you mean <laughs> he says he says uh, I mean she's a credit to her I mean you know you know he was he was about to get really sexy there for a second he's like nope stop yeah and Bob Odenkirk says let's not test the insurance can pay for everything yeah 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 and then they prove is like the reason why they picked the last girl is because Mr. Crubble likes to he, whenever it's he collateral fights, damage. Yeah, there's a lot of collateral <laughs> damage, and he's just like, Aww. can we click? Can we quickly? Like, I don't. This is not a main focus of the film because obviously it's Pixar. Animation is always going to be beautiful. Uh, but let's just take a moment to just recognize how great the animation is in this yeah, movie. My it's really God, great. it's beautiful. Uh, I'll uh, tell. I said to you earlier, um, like this and Coco, like they're really like all their movies look it, great, but like they're starting to look like so good. We're like at points, it's looked almost like a stop motion movie. Yeah, like, like the the animation was so crisp and real. Yeah, yeah, you want the strong comparison? Just look at Helen's hair from Incredibles one to Helen's hair in Incredibles two. It does so many different. You can see it doesn't every hold strand. A, it doesn't hold a sim- the same shape the yeah. whole time. Yeah. It's got a whole bunch of different movements to you it. You could see the fuzz on um on uh, Mr. Incredible on shirt. shirt. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff, like they animated her mouth to move like um, Holly Holly Hunter's Holly yeah. Hunter's mouth. Um, I thought that was really just a subtle change. Gosh, she has such a great voice. Yeah, she, she does. does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- I just oh, the animation is just so good in this. Everything with Frozen. Frozen, by the way, gets a lot more play in this film, and I he really does. appreciated that. Yeah, I did too. Um, and that, he, not like he had a place to do it. In the so that dude's like an Omega so level mutant, so right? Sam, like that's so Sam Jackson. He yeah, is so totally. Jackson. just in every moment, like that whole moment with him coming up to the door later. I know we'll talk about it later, but him coming up to the door for the kids and oh he's yeah, like, to make sure the kids are safe. And it's like this is I can totally see Samuel Jackson doing this in real life. This yeah. is yeah. so him. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go to the, so they go to Dever and uh, his sister, uh, who's not Evelyn. in any of the trailers. No. And that, and I immediately knew what was going on immediately when she went as soon as she came out. Did you? Because it took me a while. So let's just get into it. Let's yeah. talk about screensaver. Yes. Okay. Screensaver. I was convinced that Bob Odenkirk was screensaver. I remember that. And then as soon as she appeared on the screen and she wasn't in any of the trailers, I was like, oh, there's still the bad guy. Uh, my call. My call was that it was good because when Evelyn was saying that she was inventing stuff, I'm thinking, okay, she makes the technology, but he created the character. Yeah. And then when she later on when she, when she reveals like, oh no, it's all me. My brother doesn't know any of this. I'm thinking. Called it. Yeah. I, well, well, I called it. I called it when I remember exactly when I called it. 
Uh, it's when she's like, yeah, I'm just the guy. I'm just the girl behind the behind. I'm the, the genius behind the genius. Yeah, and I just turned. I just turned to. I turned to my my friend who I was seeing this movie with. And I go, we both said at the same time, she's the screen slaver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even Fanny called it. She leaned over like when. Uh, Happy ha- <laughs> <laughs> like when Ellen, uh, when Evelyn put the uh, goggles on, on last Helen. on Helen yeah. on Elastic Girl, and I, she leans over. She's like, I knew it. Yeah. Because so, it's not. What I like because it's in the trailer. She's not in the trailer. No. Because if she was in the trailer, we probably would have guessed that she was Ma- a screen maybe. slaver. I mean, so for me, and it, I'll chalk it up to I didn't. I didn't try to figure out who the screen slaver was before I saw the movie. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. However, um, my, you didn't my, pull a Ryan. Well, my yeah. friend, my friend, we were looking at some promotional art, and there was a picture. It was this poster that had been done, and it had Bob Odenkirk's character Winston right next to Screenslaver like it was this division thing where all the characters are divided up into their own little pictures but Winston and Screenslaver were near each other mm-hmm. and he was like man I really hope it's not that and I hadn't thought about it until he said it because I just was I didn't want to really I wasn't trying to figure it out I yeah. wanted to just be entertained in the moment yeah. and then when he said it I was like oh hmm yeah and then when we were watching it and it does introduce Evelyn and everything I'm like oh it could be could be her my fear was that it was going to be both of them yeah. because for yeah. me the whole character of Winston and message of the film falls apart if he's false yeah and that's what was going to bum me out so I'm like I hope it's just Evelyn so what I was waiting for is I'm like it's either neither of them or it's just her I really hope it's not him but they I didn't I know a lot of people are like, oh, I predicted that and I predicted that. But the movie throws a lot of red herrings about which one of them it is or if it's both of them. That's and true. I really appreciate that because there's the genius moment. Mm-hmm. But there's also the moment where Winston hands her the mask of Screenslaver and says, I want you to have this. I, that's oh, a memento. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, oh, it, it, it is him. Like, I love that there's red herrings for yeah. both of them. Like, they're not. I don't think they're trying to hide that one of them is it. They're just trying to make you wonder if both or which one. I really like that he was sincere. Yeah, I, and Evelyn is like, yeah. up until the end too. Hey, by the way, we got a gazer beam. We got some look at gazer, we got a gazer beam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. But also, one thing I want to point out too: there's also a part in the movie where I thought was thrown off because that it wasn't going to be either one of them. Uh-huh. Like the scene where um, you thought it was the pizza dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a well, lame it, it, villain! <laughs> it's revealed that it is the pizza dude, but at the same time, because really you're in a, a pizza man. Okay, real quick. Sorry, just to jump up, jump in there. The 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 fight scene between her and the, between Elastic Girl and Screenslaver in the cage that was with the with the, the hypno that was pretty sweet. Awesome. It yeah, did. people were having that epileptic really seizures during this movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah I was, it's, it's, okay, but for those <laughs> of you who don't have an epilepsy, no, it's epi- an awesome scene. It's a like, really great. Lead. All over Twitter, I was like, man, you should they should warn you because this is messing people up. Yeah. So so my my friend who was bummed about the idea of Winston being the screensaver, he told me after the movie because he was disappointed that he figured out while we were watching it that it was Evelyn. He's like, oh, I can't believe it was that. And I'm like, well, I don't know why you're bummed with that. I thought it worked so thematic. And he's like, well, it w- would have been so much better if like we hadn't seen coming at all and it was their mom. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Wait, <laughs> who's mom? The, the Winston and Evelyn's. But she's dead. The, the one no, that's but not like in the movie? she wasn't actually dead. No. But no. like she was upset with supers because oh. she yeah. blamed the, the her dad. husband's. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I and I'm that. like, I don't think that's better. What no. I and I tried to make the point, and I that's why I have wanted to lead to this. I like that there is a because we get so much of we've talked about it a little, you know, too much telling, not enough showing mm-hmm. of uh, you know, you know, trying to be social justice warrior, woke feminist agenda, all that, which you know we're not anti that, but but like be a woke bay, but be be showy, not telly about it. And we've talked about that. What I like is that Helen, when she finds out that I Evelyn is the villain, is like I I counted on you, yeah. And there's that idea of like she connected with her, and the subtle truth behind it is she connected with her because she was a woman, yeah. And yeah. That she looked at her in a similar way, and she she was wrong. Like, and hey, I like that they woman. went there. I like that they went there, yeah. that, that Helen had 
you know, kind of counted on that a little too much, and yeah. that that was part of the message. I thought that was very well and done. Eve- Evelyn even says like, "Cause we it don't we don't know each other." Because uh-huh. it doesn't yeah. undermine anything to do it. Underminer? And I thought it was very well done and brave. Yeah. So I, I really liked the reveal of Evelyn because of that thematically, because that's always been who Helen is. So mm-hmm. so the screenslaver is is actually my biggest issue with the film just as a just as a villain i don't think she's a strong enough she's a stronger villain than syndrome and i think we're all in agreement there syndrome is a better villain i mean yes but i think that's part of that is because syndrome is so good no uh personally tied oh yeah Yeah, yeah. uh, but so i I don't think her motivations when you kind of really think about it i I think what she what she's trying to do doesn't really make a whole lot of sense she just hates superheroes she's trying to make the superheroes popular but to make them not popular anymore. Yeah, I, no, I, I get that. I liked it better when I paid more attention to the screenslaver speech when Helen's hunting the screenslaver. Yeah, yeah. Because the screenslaver is saying this whole thing about how you are perfectly happy with being passive and sitting on the couch, and she's accusing this to the audience of you know normal people. And Sup- it's like superheroes you make shouldn't people have weak. to depend. You shouldn't yeah. have to depend on supers is the message, and I like it's that motivation. Death of the family. That that's her, Joker. That that's her you know, perspective on things and pushing that out in that screenslaver message. It's easy to tune that out because you're paying attention to what Helen's doing. Yeah. And I kind of did the first time I watched it, but the second time I specifically wanted to listen to f- hear Evelyn's motivations more specifically. Yeah. And I really like that she's all about like, we need to be strong on our own. And that's kind of the message. And I think had her plan like fully succeed to remove supers, I think she would have still pushed things even further to try to make people actively more uh, responsible for themselves. Right. Um, yeah. Well, really, yeah, yeah. truthfully, what all so she's kind of the hang-up I have uh, to get it so where I like the I would have I would have liked this movie more if the screenslaver was a stronger villain. I feel, and, and it might have pushed me over the edge. What well, pushed me over the edge to liking it more than the first one because there's truthfully. For the most part, I do like a lot of this more than the first one. Yeah, I like I like a lot of things about that. I totally know what you mean. Yeah, but I guess, t- and this kind of goes into something I'll get into later. But like that, uh, I don't feel Screenslaver needed to be stronger in this film necessarily. This feels like the right amount for that type of story mm-hmm. for this thematically to be told the way it is. It's kind of like it, a Marvel. I think villain. the only thing to me is that. Yeah. And I'll expand on this later because we've got a lot to talk about. But the only thing to me is that this feels like another chapter in a story that I still want more chapters to. Mm -hmm. And it didn't quite hit all the notes that my expectations wanted or my anticipation wanted because of that. But like this chapter by itself, that feels all done right and necessary. It's just not everything that I wanted out of the movie. Right. Um, so let's yeah. get off of Screenslaver then. Yeah. Um, if we're okay with that. Let's talk about the new supers. Yeah. So we're introduced to a couple of new supers. Yeah. How yeah. do we feel about them? I, I, think re- I really like Void. I wish Void was a little more in it. Me too. Yeah. I like Void a lot. Yeah. You didn't like the vomit, vo- vomiting old man, Ref- Grandpa? I, I thought he was in there the, the perfect No, amount. I'm joking. He's awesome. Yeah. Void's powers. <laughs> he's, just he's a better blink. Visual, no, but visually, yeah. like how they how they design the, the it's look of It's like a slinky the, almost. No, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about more like the animation design. It looks almost hand-drawn. Uh, I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, the 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 portal around it looks almost like it's hand drawn. It, it looks very. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was a really cool design. I think she's just also a really fun character. Uh, I got Phil Amara's Crusher. Like uh-huh. he crushes things, and then he's like, "Can you move this? You want me to uncrush it? I don't really do that." Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me to do I, that before. Yeah, I thought the the new supers were really. They were in it just enough, and they were fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What if she, Owlman? except for Void. 
Screech. 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 Dude, he hit his head's turn. That's scary. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Oh man, when when he's controlled, it looks really unnerving. Yeah. yeah like, those goggles look are more effective on him. Like than when they're at else. when they're at the the big house because they give him they give him effective. Uh, the door allies. opens yeah. and his head is turned around. Yeah. 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 That's scary. It, no, his head does like a multiple yeah. like when he's chasing Dash on the boat. His head does a, <laughs> like multiple multiple three sixties. I'm like, this is like exorcist level shit right that head is not attached to that man's body yeah yeah no it works that owl's owl's body (laughs) but like even owl's gotta go the other way eventually oh man (laughs) no man it's like it's just like it's like a no that's great (laughs) yeah i I thought the new supers were really relatively effective i would have liked more void though i think uh yes Uh, i will specifically talk about that moment a little later yeah um so helen goes on superheroing real quick uh, elastigirl like the the eg design maybe uh one of the best designs for a costume like Ever. Oh yeah, like the they, e- Elastigirl. girl. They like, had that in the that's first one too. Yeah, I mean it's just it's a perfect no, it's such design. A good symbol. Yeah. I, I, what, what he uh, so she gets a new suit, a new kind of dark, dark and gritty. Edgy, <laughs> suit I'm not dark. Done and by by um Al- Gar- Gilbachi. Gilbachi. Alexander Gilbachi. And uh, uh, Bob has a thing. Did he design that? It's like no, some guy named like oh you're gonna glad hear it's from not her. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that was course, great. And moment. then later on when he actually goes to see Edna, she um that's the first thing out of her mouth is Gilbachi. Elastigirl. No costume is by Gilbachi. So Bob good. is crying like a baby. <laughs> yeah, Bob's just. Hey. Oh, so oh my God, you're worse than I thought. Um, yeah, I, I really like. I, that. I like that they brought back E. I found. I like that they found. Oh a, yeah, a, a organic way I to bring like, her back. Okay, this is a good time to, to bring this up. I like that this movie did not try to overpander anything from the first. I agree. Yeah, the Mister Incredible's costume, the original costumes, they were in there the perfect amount. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They didn't try to over sell it i thought oh no this makes sense i'm yeah. glad they're there and then we didn't see them again and i'm like neat i'm really glad that was there for that moment um edna not overused yeah like in it the perfect amount they didn't try to ham her up more or shove her in where she didn't belong mm-hmm. or make her part of the scene that she like been. the like the scene where the first one they go into her um like her her craft room as we as uh-huh. it, i don't know what it's called but then she has jack jack come up and help do the thing and mm-hmm. he does the password for it because they bonded the night he <laughs> stayed so over yeah yeah uh, bob takes jack jack after he and we'll get we'll, uh, we'll backtrack in a moment but like just to uh, yeah go, go up on what what ben was saying bob takes jack jack to e because he's like i this guy this kid has like multiple powers <laughs> right and i need help but but i really appreciated in the sequel how they didn't try to like fluff up anything from the original yeah you know yeah. like it, it was it was anything that w- had originally been shown the incredible i knew that it had yeah. to show up in this because i kept seeing merchandise for the car again and i'm like yeah. so it must be in this new movie i like how, how and, it was and used. it wasn't it didn't feel shoehorned in like no. it was it was very natural and i'm like this is this is really well done like callbacks to the first film without like overselling it. i yeah. just love how bob is just yelling at the tv he's like He's like, they said it was destroyed. <laughs> it was. It, it was not destroyed. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it wasn't destroyed. They said it was irreparable. It was like, it's said to be lost, and here it is. He's like, completely perfect condition. He's like, like so angry. He's like, that's my car. Yeah, uh, I like. I like that the, the the place that they live in just has like multiple multiple pools within mm-hmm. the living room. That's weird. Office. We we see the archival footage from the opening of the yeah. first film, but we don't we we don't our attention isn't pulled to it or yeah. anything. Actually, like, what I like about what I like a lot about that is that it leads into the end where Jack Jack sees archival footage of Elastigirl talking, mm-hmm. and he th- want, wants to go to to his mom. To yeah, his mom. no, no, yeah. it's it's all just really well and tastefully plugged in to be like no, you know, all that stuff from the yeah. first film still is there. The, but like, it's not shoved in your face. Bob, Dicker even wasn't. Dicker, yeah. Bob Bob finding out that Jack-Jack has powers is one of the funniest things mm-hmm. yes, in this I, movie. I saw, so that scene with the raccoon is something I saw, I was graced with at D23 a while That's back. a good word, graced. Yeah, I, like uh, I was. Uh, and that 
I knew that was going to be great, and I'm really glad. Like that didn't ruin my enjoyment of it at all. Yeah, in theaters. I love that scene. So it's Jack Jack is fighting a raccoon, and then it gets the raccoon like caught well, in a chair. Jack Jack is watching TV shows about bank like robbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he sees a raccoon who has the same like bandit mask. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he's like bandits, bad raccoons, guys. Yeah, bad guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so good. Jack Jack is really funny in this, and yeah, not, not overplayed at all. No, not overplayed. Either. I really like a lot. Like I felt like with Baby Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Um, I felt I felt like you know, they both reused like, the right amount. The right amount. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but so Jack Jack is like his mortal enemy is this raccoon that he is beating the crap out of, and Jack, and he gets only like, caught in this chair, and then he's just like pa- uh, paws on the raccoon, p- far away shot from Jack Jack. Jack Jack just lights on lights fire. On fire. Yeah. Yeah. Ju- yeah, it's so good. They it's just so they use Jack Jack perfectly. The the power sets that they show for him. I love that we see new powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All over the place, and and it all just really really flows well. We finally name his power set, which is polymorph. polymorph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things I actually really liked about how much and or how little Jack Jack was in this movie was that I feel that like there's some movies I can't name them off the top of my head right now where they do have a baby in it. And it's like those things Fast like... Fast and Furious 8. The Hangover. Yeah, where it's like the baby causes a whole bunch of things and they have to go on the stupid little side quest to get the baby and then they go baby. back to the real one. Whereas in this one, it was like, it wasn't annoying me. Because there are times I've seen movies where they have like, where it's like, oh, look at this baby. We got to take care of this baby. The baby's in mortal danger. Or the baby's in trouble. Oh my God, we got to save Baby's the baby. Day out. And then it just gets really, really annoying and stupid. Right. Whereas in this one, it's the complete and total opposite for me. Where it's like, no... This works. Yeah, good writers. Then, even I, I wouldn't say it's the complete and total opposite. Well, for like, me, no, for me it is because there are times. Okay, because there are times where I see stuff in movies like that. I'm thinking, oh god, now here we go again. Uh, but in this one, I'm like, no, I want to see how this plays out. Like even when uh, Jack Jack comes out and gets the um, the glasses off of, uh, of uh, Evelyn. I love Evelyn. that. Okay, real quick. Uh, Why shape shifts? Since we're there, uh, Jack Jack goes to Helen, but Helen isn't isn't like. He, she catches Jack Jack, but she's still hypnotized. Right. What I really like about that moment is that it's not like Jack Jack like snaps her out of it and like fights back the hypnotizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Jack sees like, oh, this is a mom, and just pull, yeah, he wants to pull her mask away. And pulls he the wants mask to see away. her because he has telekinesis, yeah. so he can move the the glasses yeah. off of her, and that's what snaps her out of it. And I like that a lot. I really like that too. I like that uh, we know that she can't. No matter what, they can't break it because yeah. of that moment with Bob. They got to get him out. Where they make I it like, look like he got through to her, yeah. but it, it's fake. I really yeah. like that, too, because there's That's a lot great. of times, a lot of things, just like, you can fight it, break it, and then they break out of something. No, I love that they, they break out the. What movie, what movie or show is it like, you can't break my spell, I can break it. Oh, uh, no, it's a, it's a YouTube video. Because, oh, okay. because, uh, because Evelyn's, Evelyn's uh, uh, technology isn't as, she's not a threat if they are able to break it with willpower. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But the fact that they can't, they can't get through it at all. They have to get the glasses off. Makes it a uh, strong threat. Yeah. So moving from the the mental fight in the kitchen to the physical fight that the the married couple have, it's mm-hmm. a great fight. It's I great love fight. seeing because we haven't gotten a good Fantastic Four movie, so I'm waiting for my the Thing versus Mister Fantastic fight. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and this and this is basically it. Also, there's a scene where uh, they have uh, they have Ellen uh, frozen. Mm-hmm. Helen Frozen. That's straight up also from a comic because they do that to Mr. Oh, Fantastic. Oh yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. I love that scene. That's a yeah. good scene. I thought they did oh. a really good job with that. I like uh, Evelyn does have like I know she's not as strong a syndrome as a villain or anything, but but she has personality. Yeah, I and agree. they did a really good job showing it. Yeah, and I especially like that they you know both Evelyn and um, 
uh, Winston? Winston. I, they they clearly like love each other as brother and sister. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They have completely opposite views. On yeah. 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 I and I love I love again going back to the Evelyn Winston thing. How they mislead you when they tell the story about the parents. How Evelyn has the comment like, "Well, they'd only gone to the safe room," and Winston's like, "I strongly disagree." Oh. And it's like you can see where the break could happen in either of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think they even kind of leave that kind of hint with Frozone at the end, where he's like, "Do we need to worry about him?" Yeah. Like yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's all just kind of probably not, but mm-hmm. you know. Um, Guys, I, I really like the real quick. I I made a mistake. That 2004 bad Fantastic Four movie has Mr. Fantastic getting frozen, and I'm gonna cry because I can't remember. I just remember that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so sorry. Uh, <laughs> those movies came out the same year. Incredibles and Fantastic. Oh. Anyway, um, uh, I want to talk about uh Bob at home with the kids. The yes, best. it's my that's my favorite stuff. Really great. Stuff. I really love when Bob gets flustered because Elastigirl's doing the things he wants to be out there doing mm-hmm. and yeah. his response to it isn't to like be upset and moody for a very long time he's just lies awake at night and he's like all right i need to get on top of this and so he reads up on dash's math and he helps him with the math and you know he's trying to be more proactive in violet's life and everything and i mm-hmm. is like this is this is a really good like you know i like slowing it down to do this yeah. portrait of what, him as a dad. What, I, what i like is that he's, you know, he's like oh things are going okay and then violet you know she really walks ups- down really she- upset. and she she so what i like what i like is that violet is just kind of like is kind of clearly upset, and she's like, oh, he doesn't remember me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you know, I can't tell you how many times like we had to erase people's memories. And that's what she, you did this. Yeah, so Violet had yeah. a date with this boy from the beginning, and then Bob Tony. had Tony. And then uh, Bob by, had by, Tony's uh, memory by, wiped. Um, by uh, Tony Bird. Is that a son? Yeah. Oh. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. Huh. Uh, same one in the first in the first game. Uh, in the first movie too. Yeah. So uh, uh, Tony's mind gets wiped, and like poor Violet, like, hey, we had a date, and he's like, I don't know who you are. I felt yeah. so that was for rough. Yeah. Yeah. That was really sad. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I kind of like the scene where, um, like when Helen is telling Bob all about her uh, exploits on the train, which oh, it's so great. Yeah. But he's she's like, hey, what's wrong with the kids? What's going on? And he's like, Jack, Jack is like, hey, how was uh, Violet's date? And Violet, she's invisible, Just of course. Invisible. Oh, you take an ice cream. Yeah, of course, you can see her clothes. Because yeah, yeah. her clothes can't disappear, so she's coming in. She just grabs the ice cream and the giant spoon and oh, walks back. Man. And right. Bob's just like, "I'm not gonna say it." Uh, well, date's fine. Homework's what I done. like, what I like about that is he's well, not uh, that specifically, but the phone call is like, you know, she's clearly excited. He's happy for her, but he's not happy that he didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Not only that, I th- it, I like that again. It's the subtlety of it. It's it's that in that same moment we're seeing him like being upset that it's not him and everything out there doing that and then realizing his shortcomings and what he needs to be doing at home. Yeah. yeah. That he needs to, that there are things for him to do here. He even because s- after that <laughs> point, the only thing that really derails him is the fact that suddenly Jack-Jack has a ton of powers. But outside yeah. of that, he's pretty on it and he's working hard at being a dad and everything and he's he does get control of it. He even says, is like, I'm not Mr. So-So, I'm Mr. Incredible. Yeah, I yeah. should know how to... I'm, I'm not Mr. Mediocre. I'm doing I'm not this. Mr. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really like that, especially following off his arc from the first film. It yeah. was a really good way to follow this mm-hmm. up. And I really like Violet better in this movie. Oh, yeah. Violet oh, yeah. is a character who works a lot better for me in this movie because everything motivationally for her tracks much better to me. She's got a ton of charisma. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't mean you guys to stop talking. Well, oh. what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> you keep talking. Uh, well, we're not having a conversation right now. <laughs> That's not how conversations work. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I really like everything that happens with Bob at home. Yeah, it works. I like his five no. o'clock shadow a lot. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. One of my favorite scenes is after Bob gets Jack Jack back from uh, Edna, mm-hmm. and he's showing him how, and she's showing uh, Edna's w- Edna's revulsion to Jack Jack, and then like, I need this baby. Yeah. And then yeah. of course he's oh like, my he tur- God. he turns Jack Jack yes. like turns into Edna's <laughs> face for a half second, flies up, and then floats, and she's like, 
Yeah. This is my grandson. This is my baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But it's like the scene where they like they have the trackers, so because Jack Jack can pop into a different dimension. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. and of course, four. No, even and it even finds like blaster baby. Or they go pew, 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 pew. And then Bob says, like, hey, no blasting the baby around the house. Because it's, it's very dangerous. Later. And it's pretty good. He, it's like because it's very because it's very dangerous and he we're still trying to have control of his powers. The, yeah. the bit where Jack Jack sneezes into Violet's room and she comes out screaming yeah. at him so much. <laughs> he comes out as demon baby, and yeah. then of course the kids are like, You knew? And he's like, Yeah. I think this film might in certain like I I think this film might be funnier than the first one. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely in yeah. certain moments, yeah. Um it, having watched the first one again recently, mm-hmm. um, Bob has this thing where he says, uh-oh, a lot mm-hmm. in that one. And he didn't say it once in this one. And I, there's a perfect moment, which is when he discovers Jack-Jack has all those powers, where I really wanted the uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Because it's just something he said. like It was like a catchphrase. Of yeah. his. He said yeah. it like seven times in the first movie, no joke. He never says showtime in this movie. Showtime. That didn't strike me as much, just because for yeah, I just realized reason, Craig it. Teen... Craig T. Nelson said, uh-oh, how, in a certain how, way. How great so was times. it that Michael Giacchino wrote theme songs for all three of them? Giacchino? Giacchino. That was awesome. Yeah. Their, their theme songs are awesome. I love that they were used in real toy commercials Yeah. Uh, on YouTube um, for all of the heroes. Yes, you can look these up. There, okay. there are four the YouTube commercials for, for Toy them. Story. They did Toy Story, mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. toy commercials. Yeah, nice. they did real toy commercials that use those theme songs for those characters. And uh, if you stay mm. all the way through the credits, they play the full versions yeah. of all three of them, and they're available on the soundtrack and everything, which is really nice. great. Uh Let's talk about Elastigirl out on her missions and how freaking cool it is how they use the Elastocycle oh with her gosh. powers. Oh, that, that is, is so one of the coolest things. That yeah. is one of the best train scenes I've seen in you a very long time. You couldn't do that 14 time. years ago. No. And I'm so happy they waited. Well, part of the reason why I'm so happy they waited is because we get that sequence and it's awesome. That sequence is amazing. The first time that she breaks her body and the bike splits yeah. apart and I was like... That's oh, incredible. Yeah, I, that I was audibly amazing. like, oh. I see what you did there. Yeah. I didn't even mean yeah. to because that's how great it was. I was like, this it's just, is it's, awesome. You know, when when you have a sequel that's like about superheroes, like they could, like I was, I was talking to you guys earlier about this, like they can go super big and make this so much bigger. And they didn't go super big. They went bigger, Yeah. right? But it's not like the end of the world giant scenario like, right. like you'd expect. Uh, and I really enjoy that. And like all the little the little character stuff like feels feels really important. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. I think, man, this is just like it's a so, such a good sequel. I'm like, really called, like when she's just waiting for a crime and she's talking to um, the um, Endeavor. Let's just call them the Endeavors. Yeah, the Endeavors, yeah. and it's like and she's like Bob Odenkirk and guest. Yeah, Kathleen and, Keener. Yeah, Catherine and, she, Keener. and she's like, you know what? I, my husband used to listen to police. when we went underground. My husband used to listen to police scanners. And I got so <laughs> I'm, I'm such a hypocrite. hypocrite. I'm such a hypocrite. <laughs> lots of great, lots of great character moments like that. Oh yeah, they do it so well. Um, I. They they have such creative ideas for how to use not only Helen's powers but also uh, Violet's and Jack Jack's. Yeah. I would say um, all the superpowers are used in really awesome, unique ways. I would say Mister Incredible is about the same. Well, he's a puncher. That's, yeah, no, I know, but that's yeah, what I mean. Is like the, yeah, fight the, in the fact that they brought those characters to the forefront so that we could see like the fight between uh, Violet and Void. Oh yeah, is an awesome. incredible use of that's Violet's awesome. powers yeah. and the way she counters and her and, and uh, Void's powers. Void's powers, yes. Um, I, I like the fight in the house with Frozone. Oh and the yeah, Frozone. Frozone's, Frozone's oh. excellent. Yeah, Frozone is. is so good in this movie. So and good. then when the incredible when the incredible 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 shows up and he's just and he's just like incredible roll down the window like I like command. He knows exactly what to do. And it's he's so like, good. I need to get these kids out of here. It's a real hero. Yeah. And like who walks up like how awkward is this? They <laughs> sent me to yeah yeah. The kids aren't <laughs> safe. So well done. I, I really love that. Did you see it snowing? I saw snowing. Yeah, the snows of fourth calling. I love that. No, I actually like when they get in the credible. The the kids get the um the voice commands in, and then of course they get to the oh, um, yeah. they get to the sh- they get to the ship. The ship's already sea, and he's like, "Man, wouldn't it be great if the credible could follow that boat?" 
follow boat. boat. Yeah. Boom. The, uh, the, the ejector bit was great. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Violet's like, no, 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 no. Talk, talking about like how we like the little character beats. We talked about this when we were all eating dinner together. But um, how they, watching it a second time, I noticed like they went the extra mile to animate these small moments that if you're not paying attention, you miss them, of like genuine character moments. Like the one that still stands out to me that I'm like, why? You, you didn't even have to animate that. That's such a weird, real person thing to do. Is when Edna's bringing Jack-Jack into the chamber and she's talking to Bob and she's the focus of the scene. If you watch Bob when he sits, he knocks his knee on the table and he just like, he doesn't even look down at his knee. He just rubs it with his hand and just brings no attention to it and i'm like what an odd little thing to just yeah. add in there yeah no the one i actually it makes it caught, feel real the yeah. one i caught today the, the second time viewing it is when they're all the ambassadors were about to the, sign the ambassador comes and up. the ambassador comes up who elastigirl saved earlier uh-huh. in the film and of course elastigirl has the goggles on so right. she's just staring blankly straight ahead like a statue mm-hmm. and even the ambassador's just looking at her going why are you is okay? is very confused that, yeah that elastigirl she gives, isn't acknowledging she her, gives yeah. like a very strange look it's like are you okay and she signs it and she's like a Thinks nothing oh, of whatever. it. Whatever. So this is the opposite Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Void again with character stuff like Void. She's very twitchy and she has a lot of like facial tics mm-hmm. that are like that. That they didn't need to do that. But if you just look at her, she's just always like fidgeting. Yeah. She's yeah. a very. She's a very. I, that's why I wanted her Man, to go I a little bit of the extra. Money. I also really just love. Like it's it's subtle things, but like how she uses her powers. She makes she makes a she makes a void by pointing at the area and opening her her hand her and hand. Then closing it to close it. Yeah, and like she like uses both hands to open it in different places. Man, yeah, like like I was saying about like like we watch a lot of superhero movies and like live action obviously is a little harder than doing animated because animated you can do literally whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So like yeah, the void specifically was so cool and it's like the portal. Like man, this is what I wanted Blink to look like in Days of Future Past. Oh sure, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely like, all of those. Uh, like even the zappy guy, it was just lightning. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool looking. The lightning looked very, um, you know, the style that the Incredibles uh, intro uh, or or outro are like the the kind of like uh, angular it's, it's, boxy. It's jagged. Yeah. It yeah. like moves. Yeah, at, it moves at angles every like little burst. Actually, yeah. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. No, I like that too. I uh, one of my favorite moments was when he got trapped in Violet's shield and electrocuted himself. And I thought uh-huh. like, yeah. the way the lightning bounced around inside of her bubble yeah, looked really cool. It's such cool. a brief moment, but it's so like mm. popping with animation. Yeah. Um, when 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 Elastigirl is falling through the sky and Void's trying like desperately that's awesome. to, it's to very try, suspenseful. To You're try like, and oh get man. her on the plane, and then even when um uh uh what should we call it when um Evelyn's falling down and she's like, come on, make a shoot, make a shoot, make a shoot, and she yeah, makes yeah, a shoot yeah. the very last, last second. second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what also you know they she lands on the boat and and Frozen's like, hang on to something. Well, You're late to the party. Hang on. And, and again, building through those things where Void isn't just saying like make a shoot. She's uh-huh. saying save yourself. Uh huh. Because she's fine with Evelyn falling and, oh, and yeah. that's the whole point is like Helen's like no we save people like yeah you know, that's the that's the job she, I, she and, even and says like fighting Evelyn's uh, idea uh-huh. of Evelyn even says are. like why'd you even bother saving me is like you, you're alive yeah no like, she and then said, she says uh, like you, you saving save me, me you saving me doesn't make you right uh-huh. kind of does one of the things oh, that, it makes but, you but it does make you alive yeah. no yeah. one of the things I actually really like is like when um on the, scene, the, the last scene on the plane with the um Elastigirl and Evelyn. A lot of private jets in this franchise. <laughs> a lot of jets, yeah. Yeah. But the scene where like where she's where she has two little, two little oxygen in her body and she's going a little loopy. Oh yeah. And, but then Hy- she takes hydri- the hydroploxine. Hydroploxia yeah. or whatever it is. She takes the flare gun and shoots her shoots Evelyn. And Evelyn just like flies straight out. I of thought the she just died. I, thought, I yeah. was like I was like oh, oh she's a murderer now. Yeah. Okay. I thought okay I, she I went straight. I, I didn't think so for a I was, second. I was I was like I really hope they address this on the on the private on the private jet thing. Um, it's 
It's kind of a superhero film mixed with a James Bond film. Yeah, yeah. The, both of these always films. has been. Yeah, it always has like it always has been. So like the private jets with the super megalomaniacs, very James Bond. Yeah, the true. superheroes, very like, you know superheroes. Because the, the the heroes are very classic superheroes from the golden age, but the like uh, six, villains are like, very much like, like James, James Bond, Bond yeah. villains. Yeah, who yeah. plan with the money and the everything, so they have style. Yeah, the money, they yeah. Get the I power. really I really like that balance. It's a really fun superhero world to be in. I think that's one of the other reasons the Incredibles films work so well is because they're they're They've got this style and time period that's not like the superhero fair we're getting today. Yeah, in yeah. Everything it's else. almost like um, almost like a Legion where like you can't really put it in a time period. Almost, you know what I, I mean? Yeah. Like well, obviously it's probably modern. Well, actually, but like, it's, well, I mean we know it's seventies, but no, yeah. it, we we de- there is a time period. I was rewatching the first one, and she says, um, Dina Dina guy died in fifty eight. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, Thunder, Thunder, whatever died Thunder. in fifty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So she dates the she dates the deaths of other supers, so that kind of dates the the uh, yeah. the the movie. It's like seventies, sixties, early seventies. But yeah, then yeah, we know that the Incredibles, yeah. the the bulk of the Incredibles films are supposed to take place in the early seventies. That makes sense, it, I guess. And, it, it and the high day of superheroes was in it, the fifties. It yeah. kind of looks like the aesthetic looks fifties, but I get there in like maybe like eighties, seventies. Well, the sixties, the sixties didn't look that drastically. That, different that's from true. The, they did it, and it's kind of like an it's kind of like an alternate step. You know, like if if. Supers existed, but kind they of even idea had computers. Stepping away from the fifties. No, it's like it's like in um, it's like uh, a good example is Batman the animated series. Okay, it's, yeah, it's that's modern time, but it looks, but all the cars yeah. are from the fifties. Right. I'm actually okay with the time with the aesthetic. So, so yeah. we we're, we're really positive about this film on on a whole, but I do want to talk about some of the things that nag. Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. I've already said my my nagging. Um, bit, but yeah. my my biggest thing is I I really really like this movie. I like this movie a lot. Yep. This is the uh, when Incredibles one came out. I did not feel it needed a sequel. This one I feel needs a sequel because. Because for me, I really like this movie. I, I honestly don't know that I would change anything. I don't I don't think so. But it bothers me. And again, like I'm saying, I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's the wrong choice. But it bothers me that Helen and Bob spend most of the movie apart. That really irks me. Because I kind of, like somewhere in what I anticipated for the movie, I wanted the family unit together. Yeah. Yeah. More and they're more together in the first film than they are in this one. They are, yeah. And that that bothers because you you've made a good example. Bob comes back home. Yes, Bob comes back home during the missions, whereas Helen is gone the whole time. And that felt, I mean, it works in this movie. But in again, I'm going back to that. It feels like a chapter in something where there's more chapters, and I want one more chapter because I kind of want to see a a movie where the whole family is still together and and Helen and Bob are doing things. And this wasn't that. And even though I really like this, I still want that. Do you think? So, like, uh, the first movie was kind of more Mr. Incredibles movie, right? And this one is kind of more... No, I think that I the mean, first film is a the family ensemble film from the perspective of Mr. Incredible. <laughs> okay, so, okay, sure. So, the Whereas second this one... Is, this is very much a Last of Girls movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, um... I, I understand where you're I coming love, from. But I also I, I really like how much Elastigirl... No, I do too. Yeah. That's the thing I'm saying. Like I don't have a problem with it. You I just wanted more. I fully acknowledge yeah. it's my own anticipation yeah, yeah. of what I wanted from a sequel, but because of what I enjoyed in the first one, I wanted more of seeing these characters together. That makes we sense. we don't get a lot... Of, specifically, Helen and Bob, I love when they play together. There's not a lot of that in this movie. So I want another movie because I want more of that interaction. But it's not that I wanted it. I needed it in this movie. I think this movie's really good. Yeah. You also. I you just also, still want that. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's that itch is not scratched. You also gave me a gave me a thing that I can't get out of my head uh, that there should be a TV show set yes, before we were talking, number one. You, you you mentioned they could do a TV show after this, and I said I feel like they the quality would dip and they they'd run the well dry if they did a TV show that's set after the films. However, I would be totally down for a TV show that's about Bob and Helen in the heyday of superheroes and how they come together. 
I think that would be a great TV show. That there's a lot of style you could do there. Supers are everywhere. There's a lot of fun to be had with that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great TV show. Heck if yeah, you styled dude. it. Put it on. Uh, put it on Disney's new streaming service. Early idea. Of the a, early idea. Of the Paperman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love that. I mean, the Disney shows have been doing a lot of, and I bet Craig T. Nelson and Sam Jackson and Hall, Holly Hunter would all come back. Yeah, because Disney's been doing a good job with their television shows related to these films, especially, especially if, back if they get, if they get John tone. Goodman and Billy Crystal back for the Monsters Inc. TV show. Right, mm. and that would be for sure. Mm. Um, so, uh, gripe Ryan, and then and then we'll yeah. go to Ben, um, and then we'll probably wrap it up. I don't. I still have one other gripe. I don't so much have a. Mm, I mean, I think just like I don't have many negatives really. Besides, like uh, I don't think Screen Slaver is like bad. It's just like it was fine. You know, it's fine. Yeah, uh, she's fine. Um, I will say, uh, the the switcheroo of I thought it was probably going to be Bob Odenkirk, and then the sisters Odenkirk, Odenkirk, Odin, uh, Oden, Odenkirk. Listen, I stutter. I'm a mumbler. Uh, so when the sister was introduced, I'm like, oh, obviously, like they're probably both in on it. And then when it turned out it was just the sister, uh, it alleviated my eh a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still thought she was kind of. You know she's fine. Every, everyone else is so good, especially because she comes back for her brother. And exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, Ben, and then we'll. Okay, and mine is a very stupid, very minute, very tiny little nitpick. The scene where Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl are going out and they're wearing their trench coats in front of their kids, you can plainly see <laughs> Elastigirl's emblem. I saw the joke. You so can fake in that moment. Oh, the joke. So, oh, the, like, air, the air is especially clean You do outside. not. Uh, no person I know is like, if you're going to sneak out, just say you're going to the store to With buy a giant boots on. Yeah. And of course, and of course, when uh, for Violet to suspect something, she looks at her mom's boots. Her Elastigirl logo is like freaking cleavage like look at me You're not fooling I'm anyone. wearing my super suit <laughs> oh it's a nice time for a jog for no reason <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's, it's I like, mean he said he, he says he says the air is especially clean outside yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's especially, especially fresh this evening yeah. <laughs> I mean when Frozone showed up and he was wearing his trench coat his was like okay he's wearing business pants and uh, okay well it helps I that can... you can't see any of his symbol or anything exactly at the top. he doesn't have a symbol does he it's just like no, the blue, it's just the, it's, the blue and it's white. It's just the coloring yeah. differentiation. Yeah. Yeah. But still, he keeps his mask off, and oh my god, that just rubbed me the wrong way. It's really stupid. It's really That's minute. I get it's supposed to be a joke that we know they're going out, yeah. and of course the kids are supposed to be blind and because the they're watching TV. Violet knows. Violet oh, knows. Yeah. yeah. But oh man, that just like, like oh my god. What's Barf Boy's try. name? What's Bar- Revolter? Re- um, Reflux. Reflux. Yeah. yeah. That's a great name. Actually, Ref- yeah. Reflux. At first, I'm like, you look kind of creepy, but then I said, oh, actually, no, that's kind of never mind. Pretty good. Yeah, he's like an old man toad. He's a toad. You're other great. Okay, so like what I said before is, you know, that's just a general kind of like a my one. anticipations and, and me just wanting more from yeah. this family unit and everything. I love being with these characters so much. Um, but this is a genuine gripe that like this irks me both times I've seen the film. Um, Violet goes invisible to track out what's going on in the on the ship when everyone's yes. mind controlled and there's this moment where she for whatever reason knocks over a plant and turns visible and then has to go invisible again. And my problem with it is that it's played like it wasn't a plan. Because I thought, I, when I was watching it, and then the steps follow and Void follows her, and then her and Void start fighting, I thought it was a plan to get one of them away to take the goggles off. I don't think so. And No, I know it's not, oh, because oh, they okay. don't do that. And yeah. that's what bothers me, because I'm like, why did she just trip over a plant for no good reason? Because she's a clumsy teenager. Uh, 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 terrible. I, I don't like know. That. I mean, no, I, it doesn't yeah. work for me. And here's the thing. Even then, like, even then... Once she knocks Void unconscious, she should have taken the goggles off, and that, that would yes. have been a great moment to have Void be part of things because Void's that character who's like, "Oh, I gotta fight my idol, and like we gotta stop that trepidations about our powers." And it gives Violet this moment because of how she's come into her own to be like, "Look, 
you know, you got to help me. We can handle this. You're a super, you know, use your, that, that would have been a great moment for both of those characters. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense why Violet doesn't do it because she knows the goggles are controlling them because it happened to Lucius in front of them. So that really bothers me that she just leaves Void behind. I'm like, that's a perfect moment for that. And that does irk me about this movie. That can't just be like oversight, right? Like I'm sure, like making this movie, when, they realize that when, she when doesn't Frozone do that. When gets captured, was kind of heartbreaking. I'll be honest. That was a great moment. Yeah, yeah. it was a great st- that whole because he put up a good great. fight. No, yeah, he, he really did. Yeah. did. It's so it's so strong. I really yeah. like it. I kind of yeah, like that, what when after he gets the mind control goggles, he just goes looks at him and goes ah. But yeah, that that's the genuine one moment in this movie that just really bothers me. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't track. I'm like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take the goggles off? Have one less opponent and and get her on your side to help you. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you know, you know I would. I would say like, oh, maybe it's something that I missed, but you guys have seen it twice. So. Because only yeah, one no. of them came after her. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's the thing is like, because she knocks over the flower pot and do you really think the dirt? And I'm like, yeah. do well, you think that would be really clever if she was luring her away to get her on the side? What could it just be? Just like, oh, we need to have Void here later, so she can't. Just like, li- like we just can't. We have didn't. Her. We didn't though. No, like, I know, but like, like I like they I mean, need they a had cool to fight alter later. Some things happened because yeah. Void would have had to have been on their side doing something, but like she could have still been trepidatious about. Yeah. There, there were. I, it's just weird. It's just a weird no, thing. No, I, I, I agree, but uh, anyway. Yeah. Final thoughts? Really love this movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really love The World of the Incredibles. I really want more of it. I think even more so now than I did Same. after the first one. I, 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 I agree. Uh, rate, rate it. Final thoughts. Rate. Ooh, rate it. Uh, nine. Ryan? I love The Incredibles. I also quite enjoy this movie as well. I would give it a nine as well. Ben? We waited 14 years for this. 14 long, painstaking years. 14 out of 10. But it. You know what? Yeah, it was worth the wait. A nine. Yeah, I agree. Nine um, times. This was a really this was a blast. I like about as much as the first one. Um, uh, yeah, nine. Nine, I think nine, 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 nine. You know how earlier I said I didn't know if it was worth it? After talking about it with you guys, I'm like, you guys changed my mind. I was like, no, this was worth the I'd wait. Say, there's a whole lot of movies. There's like literally eight movies I want to see, but I'd like, man, I'd really like to see this again. Yeah. It's so yeah, visually impressive. Really, really it's so I, impressive. It's a lot of fun to see a second time. I, I yeah. cannot wait to finally have Incredibles and Incredibles 2 Aww. on my shelf. The world, the world is just so fun and, and so unique. And, yeah, and Giacchino kills it again. I would love another another yeah. installment of this That theme universe. song, I was humming that theme song when we were at uh, having lunch yeah. at McDonald's. So dun, and I'm not a big Lego guy, but like, man, I might be jonesing for some Lego Incredibles now. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I want more of that All world. Right. All right, that'll do it for our review. Sweet. Should we get into our book club? Yes. No. All right, Sparks, take it away. Hey, I really like the comic series called Rising Stars, and we finally get to talk about the conclusion of it. So here we go. Uh, oh, I got to go. Bye. So so you got, most of you got to read it. I know, Ben, you didn't get to quite finish it, but that's okay. So spoilers, Ben. Sorry. That's fine. Uh, um, you guys were spoiling it for me when I was reading it earlier. So. We, we kind of oh, yeah, it's totally true. We were, that's, that's, we were it, chatting about it's it. Fine. I, it's fine. I will most definitely come back to tr- and read the series later. Nice. Um, yeah, I I know that I first let me get like what's your guys' assessment now, um, especially Brandon because Brandon hated this. Well, no, so the the <laughs> first volume I felt was pretty boring, but partially because Straczynski is very wordy. Yes, a lot of the time, uh, and so if I'm reading it late, I'm just tired. And I wasn't crazy about the first volumes, and right. I didn't get to read the second volume uh, as we established in the last time you did this uh, a month ago. I read both volumes last night. Uh, two was stronger. I, I appreciated it more, especially the last issue Stephanie was really was really good. Yes. Um, and it took me a little while to catch that it was a ten year time difference between the two volumes. Oh, okay. Um, but the third volume, the one that we're talking about, uh, I really liked. Yep. I thought that was I thought it was really strong, and r- r- the payoff was uh was worth the the kind of the slog of the first volume, and then getting to the, the second the build volume. buildup of it all. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was I thought it was well worth it, well worth it. Right. I agree. I, uh, actually, actually, that's a hor- <laughs> that does suck though because right. you're like you gotta 
You got to get through eight issues before you get to the good I, stuff. I, sometimes <laughs> that happens with limited series. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I, uh, I, uh, not as. Uh, severe as Brandon, but I thought like the first volume was fine. You know, it's fine. Yes. Um, that second volume, I could see where they were going, and they're really starting to, to get into the characters, and I liked it a lot more. And this volume, I really enjoyed. I read when I started reading it uh, earlier in the week. I just read all of it in one night because uh, like I was just so invested. And it is really wordy, mm-hmm. but what I like about comics, and I still have the problem with the art because it's sure. I, I think it gets I better. That. I think I it gets better. Uh, again, is, is again, it? it's still the Top Cow House style, yeah. and I just don't like the Top Cow House style. No, that's hundred percent fair. Um. Uh, but like uh, reading through this, I'm like, like I was about to say, I really enjoy really wordy books. Like when I'm into a book, because I'm just invested, and I can sit there like a movie and read a whole thing for like two hours. Sure. Uh, and man, like a lot of the character work is really, really strong. And I feel like this is it has been kind of building up to this, and like uh, it's it's so it's so worth getting through all of it to get to where we are now. Because like the final couple ep- ish episodes issues are really strong and really powerful. I wanna I wanna try something try something new. We get we get your thoughts, Ben, uh, uh, and I wanna try something new. Can you walk us through the comic this time around? I can try. Yeah, just as, as best you can. Uh, ben, what's your thoughts? Um, so last time we kind of goofed up, we missed an issue, and Sparks, you told us like, hey, you gotta yeah. read this issue because we missed it last time. Fifteen or sixteen? It was sixteen. Sixteen. 16. The Jerusalem issue. Yeah. But I have to say, it was a really that was one of my favorite issues that I read. Because she was saying, it's like, hey, they have their icons. And then, of course, John is saying, no, there's a better way. And they fight it at the expense of her life, of course. But at the same time, there's this really good image where um, the astronauts are up in the ISS. And they're like, God just gave someone a really big present. Yeah. And it was and it was the whole Middle East in beautiful, lush green. So I'm, I'm bad with the names. What Raven Claw? Raven Shadow. Raven Shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Raven Shadow's sister, who we have not met yet, right? This is the first time and only time she's introduced. Right. Very strong. Just and that issue. Yeah, it's very good. I really yeah. like it. Like, hey, what's up? I'm back. I can do I can do a micro surgery the to second, the ground. This, <laughs> the end of the second volume sees um main guy. Forgot John. his name. John. Uh he Poet? Poet. Poet. Yes. He decides to like we, this I've figured it out. This power is meant to be used for uh for good. Right. And we should be using it to make positive change in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh and she's kind of like the first like big Big change they make, which is make the make the Middle East fertile, which is just crazy. She's falling. Yeah. She's falling off of Jason's uh, like yeah. Jason's issue is before that, where he's grabbing the nukes. Yes, yes. and then then we dovetail into hers, well, which I think is a great yeah. just by itself standalone issue of her using her power to raise water and vegetation. First, she wants to destroy the um, the the, she, the yes. religious icons. Yeah. yeah, she was gonna she was gonna break them all down, but it was gonna lead to more war, and he he convinces her. Of a more peaceful solution. Yeah, she was gonna destroy the Wailing Wall and the Rock. That there issue is that issue is peak for me. That's yeah, very good. I love that issue. I, I like oh. how I like how we see these characters. Uh, when he's talking about it, he's just like, the this power, this power, like this is what this power was supposed to be, and this is how it was perverted. Right. I, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. One one thing I really want to make a point is is how much I actually enjoy Jason. Now, yes, because when I first started reading Ryan Starts, I hated his guts. Right, he was like, "Oh, look at me! I'm like, <laughs> like jock douchebag. You just want to punch this dude in the face, but you can't because he's the most popular guy in school." Yeah. And then he gets the the big uh, corporate deal. Then he starts killing everyone else under the influence of critical I mass, obviously. But still, when he real he has, I feel he has a great redemption story. But it ends in pure tragedy, Man, that, and I feel so up. It is bad. jacked up. Like it, when I met him, like issue it one. It took these people twenty years to figure out how to do just an EMP. 
It took these people 20 years to be like, any EMP. Well, yeah. I'm sure they didn't immediately think of but still, electromagnetic pulses but for s- regular people. But still, the part that really got me is especially the first issue where you see him. He's all in he's in shadow. You don't see his face. And he's talking to Matt, who's still in a yep. coma. After and you the, immediately know something's up. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the cuts to... Um, it cuts to his family's graves because he is at Radiation Boys, but he still doesn't stop. He's like, my work isn't done yet. Yep. And the way he goes out is just tragic. Like, Matt, he, he comes back from a coma because uh, I guess a drop of the blood, it's kind of yes, silly. Yes, a drop of blood uh, kind of wakes him. him up. Well, because they ha- they are connected by the power. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, John, he's like, Jason, I heard everything. Yeah. And he and having that moment, I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. So, it, it was such a good moment. Yeah, Matt I mean, was, was in a coma, and then Jason went to visit him every day and t- told him stories yeah. and talked to him every day. I mean, I felt bad for um the other, the pyro, the pyro guy. Who was Jesse? Jesse? Is that his name? No. Uh, no, it's... Uh, oh, God. God dang it. Jerry. 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 There yeah. we go. Like close. Jerry, because he was burning the cocaine fields, and he was working for... Uh, uh, a kind of sleazy looking casino owner but he's uh-huh. like oh no drugs are bad get out drugs drugs suck yeah. but he be- essentially becomes Judas and he even has that great reference to three pieces of silver mm. and he gets him killed which hurts because right. he was actually doing a good thing getting drugs off the street but Jason's death hurt me the most yeah because it was death like is brutal it yeah. was Oh, because he was protecting his friend, and but they didn't know about the EMP thing and it was it's, just, a, it's the thing it's the thing about you know the military wants to Kill the supers. Yes. Yeah. Because because they they don't like they don't like <laughs> they don't like not having that that kind of power. And we we kind of talked yeah. about this when we were talking on it, about it off air. But I really like the the execution of like it's not just one military dude. Like that's the, they don't get to take care of one dude because that happens when Jerry dies. Like John kills kills him. Yeah. Um. But he doesn't even kill him. He dies of like shock or whatever. Oh, um, Paul, you're talking about Paulson. Paul, oh, yeah. heart attack or something. Yeah, he died. Attack. He literally died. And even uh, John says like I never touched him. He just died in front of me yep. right yeah wheelchair man he like he, he i might have killed him but i didn't have to i just skirt him yeah i i really like that it's you know even once paulson's gone like the military's still pushing that agenda and everything, yeah because he because uh, he he says like one of us the last time someone, one of us died we promised it would never happen again and we take no prisoners like we'll right. protect our own right yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I like that aspect uh this volume bounces around a lot in years yeah, it it does. It starts jumping and yeah. Oh forward. yeah. Um uh uh Raven Shadow becomes president. Yeah. You know what? I actually after after two after tries, three he tries, tries? Three tries. Yeah. He tries twice and the third time he w- he wins. Hey, third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and that to be pretty okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's kind of uh, so if you don't mind Sparks. No. Um th- one of the one of the issues I do have with this volume is that it's very much like I I know what I I know how to fix everything and then he's right. About how to fix the how to fix the country specifically. Um, while a lot of his things were like, you know, I, I I obviously like you know I agree, but I would have liked more struggle because he's not a politician. Like I would have liked more struggle of like, hey, I think this is how we should do it. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. That worked. So I guess a counter. So yet he is very he is very very good at his job, but he is so good at his job he's creating problems because remember there's too many right, there's too much yeah. employment. I would have liked I would have liked a little bit more of that. Yeah. I mean, but we're we need uh, more issues. It then, feels yeah. it feels very much like to, like four issues and they're like oh we have four issues left we need to get to the end let's I mean, let's hurry up to the end. Yeah, one thing I actually kind of liked and it kind of reflects on today's well I think it reflects on today's thing a little bit is like the scene he becomes president before he becomes president him and Li- he drops uh Lionel the guy who could speak with the dead oh, at yeah, the dude. military graveyard and he learns give me all your secrets everything yes we were so introduced he, to, oh, sorry yeah so he tells um Raven Shadow um no not Jason no god Shoot. what's Raven Shadow's name what's what's his name just call him Raven Shadow 
right. So he tells right he tells now. Raven Shadow Batman. He, he tells Raven Shadow everything, and so when Raven Shadow becomes president, he holds a uh, joint section of Congress. No press. No one else is allowed. Don't. In. Dang huh? it, Randy. Randy, I knew, I knew there was a there was a D in there. So he so Randy's I'll like he, President D. Randy has his joint session of Congress, Sorry. and he straight up says, "I know every single one of your dirty secrets. I know from the past and now." I no. want to know. I want to know what administration in 2030, whatever, is going to care about who killed JFK. <laughs> I think it's just more of a threat. Like I know, I got, I know what I you know, know all the things yeah. that I could say that would make the people not trust you and, yeah. and rot the government away. Yeah. Um, and, so he's like, I know every like single one of your dirty secrets. Three and a half minutes into talking to them and they all are like, okay, okay. You got it, okay. dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's essentially he's like, I know all your dirty secrets, put all the bullshit away, let's actually and, fix the problem and STFU about it. And yeah. that's why I didn't have a problem with what Brandon was bringing up, like how he kind of just gets things done because yeah. he put all of them on his side because they had to be. Yeah. yeah. And that's why like it kind of moves forward for me at a nice pace and like we said, like, you know, you don't like conspiracy stories but like I, I didn't mind it because in this comic the military was doing conspiracy yeah, the, stuff so what, i'm like no it doesn't bother what, me what ben actually was talking about like what the thing i really yeah, like yeah. is i don't as a, on a personal level i don't like that as a narrative level sure. i do like that yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. um because i don't i just don't buy into conspiracy theories any no any no, no i understand um uh i got news for you superheroes aren't real either <gasps> <laughs> whoa my, the press oh, my fandom <laughs> but we just my saw fandom. a movie about them yeah, I, I I think ever since the issue where Jason starts rounding up nukes, this whole series just gets really really strong. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, I yeah. love the yeah. whole story that it's trying to tell. And I, I like the I like you know the the radiation killed his family. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, un, unintentionally. I uh, I saw that coming, uh, but it was still very impactful. really well done. Yeah, I really yeah. like the way they do it when he's talking about the uh, the the birds that they would use to detect. Yeah. The oh, the, yeah, the canary and, and coal mine. Like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like. Uh, he like trails off as he's talking about. It. He's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, and the look of him as he's like getting more shallow. He's decomposed. Starting yeah. to see Flash. a skull. Uh, and like yeah. this last volume definitely. Oh, I remember uh, what I was gonna say. Subverted some expectations. Yeah. Like yeah. Jason, I fully expected Jason just to turn into a bad guy. Sure. Like from radiation craziness, but he was still a good guy. The things at the end, I didn't expect to happen at all. Right. We're introduced to a new super, the smartest guy in the world. Brody. Yes. Heck yeah, Brody. Uh, Brody, um, who was just like, yeah. Here's all these patents. I'm super rich now. Yeah, yeah. Billions uh, and he said that this whole thing where it's if some one of them dies, a phone a phone call is made to everyone, and they figure and out. And he who. makes it to John last. Yeah. yeah. And so he can tell him. I which like. One I think that's, that's pretty how cool. I find out is that Jerry was killed. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I really like that. I thought uh, there's so much really cool stuff done in this one. I I really like the way that the story comes together. I really like uh, the way that they they, I feel like they pay off everything. Uh, related to like the military personnel and and their agenda and everything, um, and the story that they've been building with all these people with abilities being connected because of that moment uh, when the when the bomb goes off. That moment, when they round I actually them fell all for up them, and they and yeah. they yeah. have everybody but John, and they blow it up, and the energy is released across the earth, and everybody has a moment of realizing, and there's like peace the, what and the happiness. Perfect, they they all have a like a week of. What, a day, it's what a day, or, or day twenty-four hours, of like yeah. what their perfect life could be, and that it's attainable yeah. if they changed who they were, and that that l- creates lasting change because everybody after that is you know like people who were involved in the military, yeah, all the dudes like, who come forward voluntarily and, they, yeah. and like we were doing the wrong things. So uh, the 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 nuclear explosion kills these these uh, these supers. The the remaining nineteen because there's twenty them. left. Uh, the remaining nineteen of them, and it creates the. Peterson uh, uh, like bomb again, yes, and it goes across the it's across, like a wave across the yeah. world. Yeah, and you wa- you see the military guys all like 
oh my god, it's ignited the atmosphere. Yeah, and they're we all, did they, this. They're all like, oh my god, we destroyed the what world. Yeah. They had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then when it leaves the people after twenty four hours, and then goes into John, and all yes. the energy goes into John. What I what I like at that point, I thought it was going to turn out that like John was evil this whole time for some stupid reason. Yeah, <laughs> like um, it's my turn. The the he, John's been creating this this thing, and we don't know what it is. That we don't know what it is, and um. He now has all the power, and so the, the whole thing is He's like the they're, one. they're they've been uh, talking about it like energy can't be destroyed; it's only transferred, and that's why the energy keeps going into different supers when it's when it's when it's one of them dies because the energy has to go somewhere. What I I like that the I would have liked the ending to be a bit more ambiguous, sure, but I I also like that you know hammering that home. If John dies, where does the energy goes? Goes. He's like compelled to go out into space to follow where it could have gone, and then he becomes that energy again yes. on another now, planet. Yeah, and it, it, and it recreates that image from the Flash from the first from issue. The first issue. And I, I really like that. Yeah. So, um, is it? Does John kill himself to allow this to happen? I think I that's think, what I assume. Why well, I, I feel like like he, he's burning in the, the atmosphere. End, yes, I think he does burn. He kills himself to give birth. And so to we're, this we're new because we're he becomes to, one with the energy. Yes, we're led to believe that's what happened. Uh, so like another planet, like an alien, like an Abensur or something. Yeah, that that's what happened. Sure, to I love them. that. I love that. That's how the Green Lanterns got. I'm kidding. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, um, that you know this this was a pretty strong one, and I I think uh, I'm glad that Sparks you know went with the yeah. The three volumes. Yeah, I, thank you. I think it's a. I think it's an experiment we should try again. I definitely um, am going to. I, I had to that, stick yeah. to it because this was the volume I wanted to talk about the most. Yeah, but yeah. none of this would have meant anything to you without the first two. Yeah, yeah. and I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it came around to the point where you guys really enjoyed it. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um. He- heck a good. Heck a good. All right, that'll do it for our book club then. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll do the end of the show. Cool. Uh, so bye. The, so this is episode 99. Yeah. Oh. Uh, which means that's not what I wanted to do. Where am I? Uh, this is episode 99, and so that means that next week is episode 100. Holy shizzle, man. Uh, Holy so, crap. so, Ben, yeah? for episode 100, uh huh. do you know what you want to do for your book club? I do, but uh, refresh my memory. Did we do this one before? Uh, well, what is it? Infamous Iron Man Absolution We of haven't Doom. done volume two yet, my exactly. baby boy. Good, because we're high doing five. volume two. High five, high five, high five. All right, all right. All right. So, uh, Infamous Iron Man volume two is our Hell. book club next week. The Absolution yes. of Doom. So, next week is episode 100. Um, we are going to do, be doing a special 100th episode. Um, and next week is also Jurassic World of uh, Fallen Kingdom, right. which will be a review special oh. that we'll put up that same day. Oh? Oh? Yeah. Okay. Because it's 100. Uh, you you originally, you were talking about pushing it to the next week. Oh, we could do that. We haven't. Uh, to be discussed off air. To be yeah, discussed. To be discussed. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so we may do that. Yeah. Um, but also, this week, I'm going to reveal what? our new logo. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, for episode 100, we will be debuting a new logo that I'll put on Instagram this week. Um, uh, designed by a friend of the show, Mike Matola. Mike, you the best. Woo! He is. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, you guys should be as well. Thanks, Mike. Uh, also for episode 100, 100, we're going to be introducing new segment intros. What? Done by our friend Jeremy Bellucci. Jeremy, you the bomb. Um, so yeah, look forward to all of that. So thank you to everyone who listens uh, for 100 episodes yep. you have. Thank you. Thank you for all you our friends bomb. and family who support us. Yeah, always. Thank you, honey. Happy anniversary, honey. <laughs> uh, thank you to Jeremy Belushi, who does our theme music. And soon, segment intros. Thanks, buddy. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at JB Jabberwock. Unofficial fifth member. Yeah. At this point, yeah. That works yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Checks yeah. out. He does a show, uh, Suburban Proctologist. Uh, check that one out on iTunes if you'd like. Leave a review. Uh, Louis Bretto, thank you for the last time. Thank you, Louis. For our logo. For yeah. our logo. 199 episodes. Well, no, we had a couple different 
Epi- we did special we did. 110. Thank you. Nope, we had it's less, less than that. One or Shaverna. <laughs> 50 some odd episodes we had this logo yeah. oh so thank long, you long time yeah so thank you to lewis uh we got some good we got some good lens uh, for eyes uh uh t- mileage mileage that's the one uh, you can find M-P-G. him at, at lens for eyes um you can find us on twitter instagram <laughs> facebook all nice. at fake nerd podcast fake nerd guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally i'm at bt mcclure sparks Woo. Uh, Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan. I'm at Sparks Witty, S-P-A-R-K-Z Ryan. I'm at DJ Tony Snark. Oh, you jokester. (laughs) Ben. I'm at DJ Tony. No, not, no, not. I'm trying to keep the train rolling. No trains. Ben Magnet. McClure one at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> no. I almost said it, but I didn't. <laughs> I was thinking about saying, it's Ben Magnet 27 for Instagram and Twitter if you want to get in touch with me. I Subs- like your Mario shirt. Subscribe Thank you. Subscribe, Thank you for me. subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. Please We'd love to hear from you. Five stars, five stars. Uh, nothing helps us more than an iTunes review. Five stars. Until next week, guys, for episode 100. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Stay fake, nerds. 